What's up, stationaries? Guess what? It's about that time. This is the week. E3 and Summer Game Fest 2021 kicks off this this weekend, and everyone is making their lists, and I dare say they're checking it twice as well. Uh, which developer or publisher will be the heroes, as well as which ones will be the villains of the biggest gaming events in the world? Get ready, because Crossroads is live right now. Hey there, this is Crossroads, the PlayStation podcast for Boss Rush Games. I am Laron Dawkins, and co-piloting with me is our PlayStation doctor, Mr. Austin Campbell. What's up, sir? What's up? I am officially in vacation mode. That's right. Must I don't be. have my sunglasses with me, but if I did, I would put them on. He, he would look so cool. Yeah. <laughs> One of those cool guys. Must be nice to do a vacation, man. What's what's that like? Uh well, this one came out of nowhere. So <laughs> have a sister have a sister in law that's getting married and you can also have a trip to Florida. Okay, okay. Fair yes. enough. Fair enough. All right, joining us in third chair tonight is the Lamb Party Czar himself, uh, and also the trash talking master, uh Mr. Logan Corkins. Oh. Wow. Do you know a rhino's horn is actually made out of hair? What? Yeah. I did not know. Wait, 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 wait. It's made wait. out of hair. I learned excuse, that this week. Excuse me? What? Hair? Yeah, it's made out of hair that's been basically, like, fermented, and that's what gives it the tusk shape. It, like, dries together, and that's, yeah, it becomes, like, you know, a sturdy structure. I, will I know what I'm going to do with my again. hair. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that, Austin. Don't do that. I'm going to do that with my hair now. <laughs> I'm doing it. Start this growing like, it out, and then you can cut it. Exactly. It's gonna it's gonna have one long horn. <laughs> oh god. Start stabbing You're a unicorn. Yay. Katie's gonna have Katie's gonna have a damn fit. <laughs> ah, this is nothing new. Alright. Alright. Alright, guys, keep it together. Keep it together. Cause joining us tonight is Stephanie Klimov, which I I've already told her a couple times in various chats that she's like the freaking MVP for BossRushGames.com. But uh, to some of you guys out there in the audience that actually checks out BossRushGames.com and all the wonderful articles we have, uh, you might know her better as the Mad Pharmacist. Welcome tonight, Stephanie. Hey, thanks for such a warm welcome. Hey, we love you. We love you. Right back at best. you. I always consider Crossroads as the cool podcast of the Boss Rush Network. Second power block. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, See, hey, 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 we're, we're looking for a perm- we're looking for a permanent a permanent fourth chair if you want it. <laughs> That's how you actually join Crossroads is you have to get disowned by Pal Block and yeah. then you get moved to Crossroads. That's that's the chain of command. And where's yeah, Dan? Like, yeah, like we, oh, we got we got his seat warm. <laughs> Dan's a free agent. Dan Dan goes wherever he wants. <laughs> so uh, so how's everybody's week been? You know, like uh, it's it's always a staple of the show when I always say I know it's only Tuesday, but how's everybody's week going for them? This is like my fifth white chocolate mocha this week, so I mean, <laughs> wow. say, say what you will about that. <laughs> this, this might be the best Tuesday I've had in a long time because I don't work tomorrow. So. Hey. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, this this week has been kicking my ass at work, but I mean, you know, like uh, you know, when you work in IT, sometimes it's, it's it's challenges, and and I like it, but God, like. I've been nursing some serious headaches and it's not hangovers, and I really wish it was hangovers. 
Oh, yeah, that that sucks. Because at least, like, if it's a hangover, you knew you had fun the night before, so. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, my birthday just passed last Thursday and everything. Like, I don't even feel as old as I am, which is a, which is a plus. You know, I do feel like I need to take more naps now, so maybe that is my age catching up with me. <laughs> I feel like it's a little bit downhill after 30. I don't know. I mean, that's why I'm dreading it so much. Yeah. Granted, you know, yeah. like oh. four years. But. Oh, here's a oh here's a cool thing, right? Like um like in the state of Virginia. Oh, I'm not sure if it's anywhere else. Like I'm I mean I've only lived in the state of Virginia my entire adult life. But in the state of Virginia, your um your your license and your ID card expires on your birthday. Yeah. So uh so I'm not sure if that's like some cruel ass joke saying like you're past your expiration date when your birthday comes around, <laughs> but I really but I really hate it. I, I really hate it. And then and so I was like, oh shit, I have to scramble and get my uh, get my license renewed before like it expires and you know, like I wind up driving without a license. Because this is how it always happens to me. Like my license expires or some BS happens and my license gets suspended and it's like the day after all this goes down, I get pulled over by the cops. So oh, I was gosh, so tough. I was so I was scrambling to get this done and everything and I just I just went on to to DMV's website you know paid the paid the thirty two dollars got renewed. They used to, you mean to they tell used me to... in Virginia for your birthday you have to go to the DMV <laughs> and renew your license on your birthday in, in Virginia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're not alone, Laron. That's I think that's the same thing with me because I remember when I turned thirty, my license also was going to expire. And I don't know if real ID is going to be a national thing, but I also had, yeah. it was like the last year, well, before it got delayed, that I also had to get a real ID. So I'm like, it's a cruel, cruel joke. Like, why do I have to spend my day at the DMV on my right. birthday? Yeah. Now, yeah. As a matter of fact, I was going to do, I was going to do the real ID, but, but in Virginia, like you actually have to like show up at the DMV and like peruse, provide a couple forms of uh, ID and paperwork and stuff like that. Uh, but the thing is like, you have to you have to schedule it ninety days out. So like I went to the oh, website and the wow. first one was uh, like and the first one was like you know in August. So I was like oh what the hell like I mean you know um and they're like oh you can't use your expired ID card as a, as a form of identification. And I was like you bastards. So I just went. So I'm like yeah they're automatically gonna get another thirty five dollars from me you know in the next couple of months. But you know what they're gonna have to get it anyway because like my license my license came. Mm -hmm. They use an old ass picture of me from eight years ago. They use a picture when I was still fat. Oh my god. Oh my I'm so <laughs> I was just looking at my and I was like, two hundred and twenty as the weight? God dang, I was being generous. Really <laughs> <laughs> generous. Damn. I like I'm like, so do I wait the ninety days and just go get the real ID and go to go go get a picture done then? Or do I just go spend another thirty dollars and get a new a new license? Uh, photo taken because I absolutely hate this one and and, and I guarantee you I'm gonna get pulled over by the police and they're gonna be doing this thing. Uh, Dang. Sir, <laughs> is, is this you? <laughs> sir, can you take your sleeves off because I need to see this. <laughs> there we go. I was waiting for it. Three. Oh, oh, I used to I used to tell I used to joke with my mom. I'm like, mom, like chances are like the reason why. I'm going to get pulled over, but the reason why I'm going to get taken to jail is because of what I'm wearing. <laughs> My mom was like, don't make those jokes. I used to tell her all the time. <laughs> all right. So uh, we got a pretty, pretty good show tonight. Um, you guys ready for it? Yeah. 
We I'm, also have we also have a reminder about the Ratchet and Clank uh, contest that we've been that we are hosting over at Crossroads that uh, that actually ends this Friday when Ratchet and Clank releases. Um, so there is that to get uh, to get all excited about. But you know what? Let's go ahead and break into the housekeeping. This is Crossroads, the PlayStation podcast of Blast Rush Games. Every week we come together, bringing you the latest in news, rumors, games, and general discussion in the world of PlayStation. Crossroads is live on twitch.tv slash exodus803, Tuesday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. <clears throat> if you are unable to join us during the live event, Crossroads can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcast apps. And if you like the show, then please consider subscribing to our podcast. Uh, you can also see the show on youtube.com slash bossrushgames and our website, bossrushgames.com, every Thursday. And also on my YouTube channel, Exodus803, on Wednesdays for the recap. Wednesdays evenings. Wednesday evenings, yeah. Uh, while you're there, don't forget to check out the Growing Family Podcast over at bossrushgames.com. And remember to share, rate, and review us wherever you check out our show. And one last thing, please remember to give us a follow at PS underscore Crossroads on Twitter. So, now that all that's out the way, hey guys, what have we been playing this week? Uh, actually, wait, before we break into that, Stephanie, welcome to the show. <laughs> thank you, welcome thank to- you. Happy to be here. Yeah, like like I was saying earlier, you're like an MVP at least at Crossroads because I mean, Austin, how many weeks have we featured one of her articles? You know, as what you what you need to be reading. <laughs> Probably once a week, honestly, like, at least once a week. Like, we're I not mean, gonna promote Logan's, that's for sure. <laughs> you guys don't want to talk about High School Musical? No, I mean, no. I mean, no, we just can't get enough High School Musical that we just. Uh, we just uh, we gotta talk about something else. Just just saying, it is leading again today, and it posted three days ago. I mean, let's let let's 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 look at let's look at some of this uh, as the rock star here. Uh, you you had like the most hits on June. The, you had you had one of the uh, the articles that had the most hits on June the seventh with the pre order and sent us for Skyward Sword HD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, your editorial, what's in the name? Like I love that one. <laughs> yeah, it's a great one. Oh, uh, thanks, guys. Oh, oh! By the way, I I wanted to fight you on on this one. When is it time to stop making sequels? <laughs> I wanted to fight you on that one because you know what? Final Fantasy has sixteen numbered sequels, and you know, like you know, like a smattering of like like unofficial sequels and stuff like that. But you know, I'm not a big Final Fantasy fan. But you know, I feel like if if the content can still stay fresh and they're still doing things for the property, like I, shit, you know, like hell, like Friday Thirteenth got what eleven movies. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I thought yeah, I that was yeah, I that's like one of the first um franchises that came to mind. I definitely wasn't knocking it. I was actually making the point like if a franchise could change up or keep things fresh as much as, you know, franchise like Final Fantasy can do, then who's to put a number on that? That's yeah. so arbitrary, you know. Yeah. 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 So uh so Tell us about yourself, and then I'm going to ask you the loaded question that everyone gets when they're the newbie on Crossroads. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think Lorana mentioned it that uh, if you look at my articles, I'm under as Mad Pharmacist, which I guess has now become like quite the alias for me. <laughs> um, but that's because I'm a pharmacist uh, by trade, and in college, I thought it was wicked cool. Like, oh, look at me, I'm a Mad Pharmacist, but now it's pretty embarrassing and just cheesy. But so, yeah, pharmacist by trade. Um, I am an author. Um, and, you know, and a gamer, I'm just kind of start getting back into it because adulting is hard. Uh, very, very hard. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I um, grew up 
how I got into video games is, you know, my cousin lived with us growing up and he always had his NES and SNES and I'd watch him play. And also I watched him play Ocarina of Time on the Nintendo 64. So, and it took my parents a long time to get me a system because they were very anti-video game. They thought it was going to turn my brain to mush, that the whole point of video games is that it would make me dumber. Yeah, I came from that background, and obviously I took well, care of that. you're a pharmacist, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, no, I turned to my parents, I'm like, see, I told you. <laughs> you it's, it's always Dr. nice Mario when you can... Everything I need to know. <laughs> it's always nice when you can wag the finger back at the parents. Yeah, but my parents, for some reason, still believe they're, they're right. But it's okay, that's kind of the parent thing, you know. I think I'm always right with my kid. Well, my kid's only five, so I can kind of lie to him and just be like, that's the truth. Yeah, you can lord, you can lord over kids when they're that small. That's true. Anyway, but yeah, that's that's kind of, um, you know, me in a nutshell. And I started off as a fan of Nintendo Power Block because when the pandemic, you know, took over and we're all locked inside, I'm like, I need some podcasts to listen to because I usually listen to music. And, um, you know, I found a Nintendo Pace uh, based podcast and kind of started listening more. And then I realized, Oh, they're looking for writers on the team. I like to write and I love video games and why not do both? So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they, they discovered that I like to write and that's, that's how I'm on the writing team. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Here's the loaded question. I hope you're ready. Tell us about your pedigree with Sony and the PlayStation. All right. So I hope I can get a little bit of credit. Um, I'm not going to, you know, tout myself as being, you know, a super fan. But my first PlayStation console was the PS2. You know, what I think would be probably one of the best, you know, back in the day consoles. Long and short of it is Nintendo 64 was my first console. And then I was looking into kind of the next generation. And it was a couple factors playing into it. Like, I saw my friends playing, you know, Spyro, Tomb Raider, you know, stuff that, you know, you wouldn't get on, you know, Nintendo. Um, Also, it plays DVDs. That was kind of important to me back then. And I couldn't afford multiple consoles. I can only afford, you know, one console at a time back then. So I started with PS2, and I'm really grateful for that. Um, I played Final Fantasy X um, and then X-2 or X-2. I played... Kingdom Hearts, I actually became a huge Kingdom Hearts fan until they started making, like, 30 games for it. Uh, <laughs> you know, no offense. It's just I couldn't keep up, and it was just, I don't know, my brain... No, 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 no. No, please be, a, please be offensive, because I have a love-hate relationship with Kingdom Hearts. That's a thing. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on, you know, finally getting back to Kingdom Hearts 3. I just, it was, okay. Anyway, um, Katamari Damacy, that's just kind of like a random oddball game, oh, but I love yeah. it. And um, even though I didn't get to play, you know, Ratchet and Clank, I did play Jack and Daxter. And Hell was, yes. Hell yeah. yes. So that was my game back then. I loved it. Um, you know, beat it. It's one of the few games I, you know, just really found myself playing for hours. And I really hope that they, you know, reboot Jack and Daxter, kind of like how they did with Ratchet there, and Clank. There are rumors that Jack and Daxter might might be set to make a return. We don't know what in what way, shape, form, or fashion. We might just see another another stab at the trilogy coming back out. But mm-hmm. there's rumors, and I I'd be all over it. Like I mean, I love Ratchet and Clank, but I was always a Jack and Daxter fan. Yeah, I, I always yeah. like to me they were kind of the the face of PlayStation in my mind. Obviously not, because mm-hmm. you know, I know Nintendo has their mascot of Mario, and everything is Mario. But I'm like PlayStation. I feel like. And I could be wrong. You know, this is the PlayStation podcast. I'm not sure if they really had a true face to... Crash? The... 
the console over the years, you know? Crash. I'd say they're... Yeah, I'd say their first their first ma- uh, mascot unofficially was Crash Bandicoot. I would say that. Then it went to probably Nathan Drake. Drake held it for a really long time, and now it's like God of War. Now it's like Kratos and Aloy. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But yeah, so after that, you know, I kind of swapped back and forth because again, the financial situation. You know, I got a Wii, um, skip PS3, and now I have the PS4. I do plan on getting a PS5, but just the headache of trying to get one, I'm just gonna, you know, bow out of that for now. Uh, I just bought Ghost of Tsushima, so I did not play it yet, but I did buy it. It is on my to playlist. I also started Horizon Zero Dawn because I'm I'm kind of a little behind. And now that I saw the Forbidden West, I'm like, I need to get my ass on this. Oops, I mean, get my butt on this. No, 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 no. No, you can say you can say all the adult words. You can say all the adult words. And um, you know, the other standard stuff: Red Dead Two, Last of Us, Last of Us Two, um, and here I am. So. Cool. Well, awesome. you're, you're actually uh, beating me and the run. Cause yeah, because uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, I've been waiting because this is kind of getting into our predictions later, but like oh. I'm waiting for the PS5 disc version yeah. of Ghost me, of Tsushima. Yeah, That's me fun. too. Yeah. Me too. And it may All never right. happen. I may never play it <laughs> for that reason. All right. <laughs> well, there waiting. you go. There you go. Uh, welcome once again, Stephanie, to the show. We're glad you we're glad you wanted to join us tonight. Like, trust me. Um, and, and also, and also, we need a little bit of the female persuasion to balance out because because Nelly Nelly's been gone. You know, she's doing she's doing her things to like finish off school and everything and stuff like that. And we had Celeste on last week, uh, which uh, yeah, which was which was wonderful. Wait, Celeste was last week, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 It was a great yeah. episode. Love yeah, it. Oh yeah, it was a, it was a great episode. Like I mean, you know, like 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 apparently like some of our content, you know, got the homophobia released, you know, on online and stuff like that. But you know, it's whatever, you know, like if you guys don't like talking about things that boys and girls yeah. do, you know, then you're probably not in the right place for it. Yeah. Keep the conversation. <laughs> yep. All right, so now that we've gotten all that out of the way, now we can start talking about what we've been playing or or what we've been doing or watching this week. Hey, uh, hey, Loki, Loki comes out tomorrow. Yay. Tomorrow, hey, review goes up uh, Saturday. BossRushGames.com. Nice, nice, awesome, nice. All right, so uh, Stephanie, you're the guest here tonight. Go ahead and get started. Like, what have you been? What are you playing? Any games? Are you watching any TV shows? Or what, what's going on? Uh, so not watching too much TV because, you know, with the adulting and having a little spawn running around, I can either choose like video games or TV and or writing. I just submitted my novel and selected a book cover. So that kind of took up some of my time. Holy Uh, hell. Congratulations. Thank you. It's number four. I'm excited. I'm really excited about this one. Um, but anyway, tangent. I just finished Oxen Free. Um, again, I'm kind of hitting the backlog uh, and knowing that you know, future releases are coming along. So I think in the indie world showcase, um, there was a teaser for a second oxen free. So I beat that. Um, I'm working my way through Hitman two. And I know again, that's an older game. There's a three out, but there's another podcast that's playing through Hitman two and they just kind of Mm. share scores and stuff. So for fun, because it was on sale, I just bought and I'm playing along with that podcast. So Hitman two. And um, like I said, once I get Ghost of Tsushima downloaded, that's going to be kind of my, I always have like a PlayStation start, like a game, like I'm working on my PS, PS4, and a game on my Switch that I'm kind of working through. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. All right, Logan, uh, you're up. 
Uh, Call of Duty Cold War. Ooh. Picked it up on the mm. Days of Play sale, and god dang, this is the best feeling COD I've played long, long time. I like I re-downloaded Black Ops 3 just to kind of get myself back into Call of Duty mo- mode, uh, and I fell in love with that game again, so I was like, screw it, I'll, I'll get Cold War. Me and my roommate played like three hours or two hours of Cold War today, and it was like, dude, it, it feels like we're back in Modern Warfare 2 with the fast-paced action, which doesn't include a lot of like running on the walls or anything. It's just it's a simple ground-and-pound FPS, which is what I love. Um, Austin's always disgusted at me. Uh, Skeleton <laughs> Jack in the chat. Um, <laughs> actually, those two just go ahead and and then uh, the Bla- the I gave him so so much for Black Ops Three. I can't believe he's playing that game. I hate Black Ops Three so much, <laughs> so um, much. And then uh, yeah, I've been playing MLB The Show, and then um, I started playing Unravel Two again on my Xbox. So um, nice. so here's here's a question for you, Logan. Yo. Um, well, well, first of all, how much was uh, how much was Cold War on the sale? Thirty four ninety nine. Okay, okay. Now, in your rankings of the Call of Duty games that you've played, which one do you think is tops? I mean, you can't go you can't go uh, away from Modern Warfare Two. I think just the map selection, the weapon selection. It was it was at a point too where Call of Duty wasn't building these three lane maps that they really did. I mean, Black Ops Three is I think the biggest component of the three lane map. Where like, yeah, you have little t- ways to get around, but most of the time, all the traffic is within three big spots. Modern Warfare Two didn't have that. It was more or less you're gonna fight all throughout this map. Everybody's gonna have their spots where they think it's 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 the best. Terminal's a great spot. Um, of course, I was in middle school when that game came out, too. So, like, when you had beef with somebody, you would go to Rust and you would settle your beef um, <laughs> with a free-for-all 1v1. Um, and so, I, Modern Warfare 2 will forever be my favorite Call of Duty game. See, I'm the I'm the old guy on the panel here because, like, when you had beef, you you, you either did Perfect Dark or, uh, or GoldenEye on 64. I mean, Perfect Dark. GoldenEye. Dude, I was five when uh, Perfect Dark came out, man. <laughs> That's why I said I'm the I, old guy here. I thought he said he's. I thought he was gonna say like they went out and beat each other with sticks or something. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they did no. that too. But no, 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 no. I'll, I'll show you guys what's up on some damn combat for the Atari 2600. Hey, I actually like combat. I lo- I love combat. Did you play? With, like, did you play with the paddle controller? <laughs> no, no. I played on the PS2. Weirdly enough, I had an Atari collection on there that I would play. Oh, would play on. Yep. Oh man, you wound me. Oh. Yeah. Yep. At least it's at least it's on PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Logan, was that all for you? Um. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Besides High School Musical, the musical, the series. Besides that, I, yeah, I've been watching that, and then um, what else? Oh, I've been watching Mythic Quest season two. I need to check it out. Right, all right, uh, Austin, you're up. Uh, I have also been playing Call of Duty Cold War because I wanted to finish the Battle Pass before we left for vacation because it'll be played together. The well, you just now bought it. I've been playing it all year, man. <laughs> that's the, that's the game that me and my three friends in my hometown we all get on and play uh, whenever we can. Um, I usually don't play by myself. If you ever want to play Logan? I'll play with you though. I love. Yeah, I, I play quite a bit. 
But yeah, I really was trying to grind through it because it was double XP for weapons, and then uh, they also had the battle passes ending in like ten days. And I get back and set, or actually, it should be a week now, so it'll be over by the time I get back. And I want to make sure I got my money's worth. Uh, playing a ton of Outriders, I really wanted to try to beat it before I left, but I couldn't do it. There's still quite a bit to go, but I really, really like it. Uh, max level's 30, and I'm at 22, so I feel like I'm getting close to the end of the game, um, or at least about three fourths of the way. And then I'm just like Stephanie as well. I always have a game that I'm playing on Switch and and uh, PlayStation, and then I have a game on Xbox. I haven't played my Xbox in a while, but on my Switch, I'm playing Mario Odyssey again because I never finished it, but I got the itch because Katie's been playing uh, Donkey Kong 64. Oh, <laughs> I was gosh. Like, I love that game. <laughs> and uh, watching her play, which I never I never played it, but watching her play like that collect-a-thon type of 3D platforming game that was like, I was like, I'm getting the Mario Odyssey itch, so I went and played it. I almost went and bought the... Uh, Mario 3D All Stars at Walmart. I almost went and bought it. I might, I might buy it once I get back. I don't know, but I also got another game to buy. So I was gonna yeah. say, how did she like the camera angles now? Because back in the day, Donkey Kong 64 is one of my favorite games. But I tried to, you know, boot it up the other day to show my son, and I got so frustrated through my controller because the camera angles sucked. <laughs> like well, well, I think. I think she's really saved herself because she does not play games. She yeah. plays like Mario Kart with me. She plays Mario Party with me, um, but she doesn't really play like she. I don't. She hasn't played probably a three. I think the last game that she's talked about to me that she's played was on the Wii. So that was like the last thing she really got into. So her playing it was like. It was like just right back to you know right back to where she was. God. Me looking at it, I was like, that does not look fun. <laughs> you know, like I was yeah. like, um, because we were also playing. She put in Star Wars Racers, oh. the pod racers, pod racers, which I had never played. I'll do so much and fun. She was beating me every time, and I was like, this game makes no sense to me. Like, are you glitching <laughs> the walls? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I don't understand. <laughs> so. But yeah, I think she's she's kind of saved herself not playing newer games because she goes back and it's just like old times. Whereas yeah. there's very few old games I go back to and I'm not frustrated by. <laughs> so especially <laughs> in the 3D world, I just went back and played Banjo Kazooie when that rare oh, replay came out on Xbox, yeah. and I went to pull all my hair out. I was like, I can't do it no more. I can't play it anymore. <laughs> so, oh. um, but that's that's pretty much all I've watched or all I played. Watch! Well, I need to watch Mighty Ducks. That's yes. Oh, yeah. Well, can I, I can I, I, I show? Can I, just can I just congratulate you for making the um for making the uh the 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 Twitch the, the Twitter chat like a like a complete oh, freaking yeah. oh dude. like it de it devolved it all the same man. I <laughs> for those of you who didn't catch my Twitter uh <laughs> Twitter fiasco, I had. Everyone, I was giving out a $5 gift card to whoever could tell me the first game that I was introduced to Mario on. And, you know, people gave me the same kind of old, I was like, it's a very obscure game. And then Logan keeps coming at me with Super Smash Bros. I'm like, no, <laughs> it's a really <laughs> obscure game. I only said it once. Yeah, I caught the beginning of that, yeah. 
<laughs> I didn't. Smash, d- he said Mario Kart. I was like, what? No, I said Mario Hose. I said a lot well, of other ones. That I <laughs> But uh, yes, I was, I was, and then I said, I will give another five dollar gift card to whoever can give me the first game that Zelda was that introduced me to Zelda. Oh, I missed that one. See, see where everybody well, where no, ev- he did it because it's the same game. It's the well, same oh, game. Oh. The problem is uh, where everyone where everyone was getting this wrong with their answers and stuff because they were they had to have been thinking like the first game that Mario appeared in. Because, uh, I, I think so, but some I like well with like Mario. A lot of people were saying like sun, like sunshine was the first answer I got, and I was like, mm, that could be it. sunshine, sunshine, yeah. Uh. yeah, that's like yeah. the first answer I got. I think and I then, guessed Donkey Kong. Yeah, I I was I was also a Donkey Kong person. And uh, Geek Bro Twenty Seven Jack, he he told me Donkey Kong Junior, and he was really really close because technically. Donkey Kong Jr. was on this game as well. And the answer is Gallery 4. It's a Game & Watch Gallery 4. It had all these Mario and uh, Luigi games. It had Donkey Kong Jr., Donkey Kong 3, uh, Mario Brothers. And then um, it had like old Game & Watch games, but they redid them with Mario and Luigi. There was like boxing on there, which was my, I actually learned about Luigi before I learned Mario. Um, and so all of this was there, but you could also unlock the Game & Watch version of Zelda, which is basically just a platformer uh, Zelda. Um, and that was my first Zelda game. So wow. both <laughs> the answer was Gallery 4 for both of them. And I know Celeste. <laughs> I know Celeste probably got the most bothered out of it, and Ed didn't even know what the game was. So I know. Wow. <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah, that that was the most mind blowing thing to me. Was Ed was like, I don't remember this game. <laughs> I was like, that's the one my mom bought me when they got me the Game Boy Advance for Christmas that year, and I'll never forget it. So. But yeah. All right. Anyway. Trolling on the internet as usual. Hey, hey, hey! It, it paid <laughs> off. It paid off because I was I was laughing behind the scenes. I know. I, I, the Rob was the only one to, to message me and be like, "Just tell me what it is." <laughs> <laughs> I, I took I took my guess. I took my guess, and then after and then after I took my guess, and um, I went back and read the question again. I was like, "Oh shit!" I I was completely. I was com- to use a navy term. I was completely nuking it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it, it wasn't anything like where I guarantee you 80% of the people in that chat were thinking it was the first game that Mario was in. Not the first game you played that featured Mario and Zelda together. They honed they zeroed in on Mario because they know they never said anything about they never said anything about Link or Zelda or anything. They just zeroed in on Mario and just, nope. and just ran. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it, it was a fun time, but there was a point where I was like, "All right, guys, I want you to like find the answer." And I knew, unless someone specifically had the same memory as me, someone was just gonna have to look this up because it's just uh, not a game. You think blocks, about. blocks was on the way though. Blocks was on. Blocks, blocks and Celeste was very close. They were they were both on the way, but Celeste got it right. Uh, Block was really close, and then Jacob kind of had the right idea that they were both on there, but it was Celeste that was like Game and Watch, and I said, 
I don't know. It could be a gamble. <laughs> <laughs> Austin, never let it be said that you are that you are not a jerk. Never let it be said. <laughs> oh, I know I am. I'm, I'm the resident jerk. I'm I'm willing to accept that role. I've. I've accepted my role as an old eighty-year-old man yelling at kids to tell them to get off the, my lawn. Like I'm, I'm ready for that to happen. I can't <laughs> wait for it to happen. All now right, my cat is crying that my mom left. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Laron? Other than Monster Hunter, uh, is that uh, Monster Hunter? I caught up on the Bad Batch. <laughs> I still need to watch that. How is that? Uh, it's, it's good. It's getting better because like the first, ep- the first, ep- the pilot episode, which was like a, about an hour long, it was a, it was a, it was a home run for me. Like, you know, we saw, we saw some, we saw some stuff that connected it to like further canon with Star Wars Rebels. And then like the next couple episodes were kind of lukewarm. I mean, you know, uh, Admiral, Admiral Tarkin showed up, which he eventually become Grand Moff Tarkin in the, in the universe. Um, he showed up. And, uh, and kind of, kind of caused like a whole bunch of BS that go on, but and then the kind of, got kind of lukewarm, and now they're starting to bring things back together. Uh, spoiler alert: uh, If you guys have been watching The Mandalorian, uh, remember uh, Migna Wynn's character, uh, Fennec Shand? Mm-hmm. She's in this. Oh, very cool. She's very, in this. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, it was funny too because like they were because when when she drops in, like you know, like okay, like the animated version of her looks looks so cool, but but doesn't look completely like like Migna. So, you know, I'm sitting there looking and everything, and I'm like, I'm like, I feel like she's familiar. That's what I'm thinking when I'm watching it. And then the moment she says something, I'm like, oh my god, it's Finnick. It's Finnick Shan. Because <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't escape, like, you know, Ming-Na's voice, especially if you're, like, an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan like I am. Or, you know, watched any of her other movies, particularly Street Fighter, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but uh, but yeah. So I mean, I caught up on the Bad Batch, and I've been playing Monster Hunter. And funny story, like like Dan was talking to me last night, and he was thinking about jumping on and playing because I, I said um, I'll jump on and help some people out if they need to like rank up and stuff like that. And he's like, "Well, what rank are you?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm HR sixty nine And then it wound up being like this really big, like you know, like big discussion about. Of course, Leron is like sixty nine. <laughs> Shame me so. Shame me so bad that I played for ninety minutes and hit HR seventy eight. So, out of boy, out of boy. You should yes. honestly never rank up ever. Just leave it at sixty. Just yeah. leave it at sixty. Don't ever. Rank. That's the best rank. Well, well, here's the thing about it. I thought I thought sixty nine was like uh, okay for a while. Like Monster Hunter will cap you at certain levels, and usually it's a it's a level right before you hit like the next one in the tens. So when I hit sixty nine, it felt like I played two missions and did not level up. So I was like, oh, this means I have to play. There's a story mission that's waiting for me that I haven't played yet because I've just been taking my time and like getting more weapons and armor and stuff ready and stuff like that. So I hadn't really been playing it. So I was like, oh, like this game is telling me I got to play this mission. And then, like, I did one, I did one, what's called a Rampage quest, which is a really fun mode in the game. Like, Rampage is like tower defense uh, for Monster Hunter. And, um, and so I was playing, I was playing Rampage because, like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, it's, if anyone's played Monster Hunter World and Monster Hunter World Iceborne, this is basically the weapon augmentation system, like what you do with Rampage skills and stuff like that. So I, I've started getting into that. So I was like, okay, you know, like apparently like I can't rank up anymore. So I was like, let me just waste some time in um in Rampage. And then as soon as I finished the first Rampage mission, I got promoted to HR seventy one. 
And I was like, oh, okay, so there is no... So I don't have to, like, brute force my way through the next story mission. I can just keep doing what I'm doing. So I've been playing Rampage, and um, that's the next thing, because I want to start augmenting my weapons and actually, you know, getting getting to what they call in-game, like, status. Stephanie, I think we need an introduction on the cat. What yeah, is I was going to apologize for the cat butt. <laughs> um, the chat's I mean, loving it, so... Oh, yay! Yeah, this is um, Paxel. Of course, she's now butt-faced <laughs> us. Um, and just pharmacist joke. So Paxil is a drug that is considered an antidepressant. So I'm like, oh, you're my little antidepressant. Um, uh-huh. she, she, she's, she's cool. Um, I trained her kind of like a dog when she was a kitten. I got her to play fetch with me. Um, she does tricks. Like, she shakes hands. She sits on command. Because I'm a Aww. weird cat lady. Aww. <laughs> Very cool. She's That's cool. I've always loved cats that think they're dogs. I've always loved that. Yep. It's something <laughs> special. All right, so that's everything that we've been doing and playing this past week and stuff. I'm not sure how much video game playing we're going to happen as we get to the weekend, though, because uh, E3 is coming. But uh, before we start talking about all that crap, we need to talk about what's on our plate station. <laughs> and Austin, all credit goes to you, man. This is a wonderful idea, so hey. we... So guess really, what? <laughs> all credit goes to uh, Twitter because I just so happened to see it on the Explore page. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, fine, fine. Well, this episode of uh, of PlayStation is called Gas Station Gastronomy. That's right. Uh, from sandwiches to fried chicken to even Chinese food, your convenience store is starting to look like the best place to get a full meal these days. Uh, tonight. We're talking about food that other people would turn their noses up at. I'm talking about, yeah, like the good old cuisine that you get from gas stations. So, yeah, it breaks down tonight. We got three We got three topics here. What's your favorite staple of gas station eating, whether it be like the sandwiches or whether it be like the, the homemade platters or something, you know, all that stuff in between. Uh, how often you grab a meal from a convenience store. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a couple of shocking answers here tonight, but I can't wait to hear them. <laughs> And what is the most obscure food you've seen at a gas station? When I say most obscure food, I'm talking about food they serve fresh at the gas station, not stuff that's already prepackaged and stuff, and you have to put in a microwave or something like that. And 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 yes, I'm also discounting the freaking 7-Eleven nachos because I've seen some of the monstrosities you guys make oh, out of this. <laughs> so those are those are not on the table. <laughs> so, uh, who wants to go first? <laughs> Okay, okay, so Logan's a foodie, so... Logan's a foodie, foodie, yeah. (laughs) All right, so so, what's your favorite staple of gas gas station food, Logan? Ah, man. Um, So we have Crick Trip in Kansas City, which is, like, the greatest gas station ever. So, um... Um, Because of the bearded wonder over there... I have been eating a lot of donuts with Mountain Dew. Uh, that is my go-to in the mornings at four o'clock in the morning when I'm going to work. Uh, Logan, how could how could you? Because <laughs> then I eat ridiculously healthy the rest of the day. So like that's the one thing that like I still crave. It's just and and I, and I it's it's two donuts and then I don't even drink even a quarter of the can of Mountain Dew. But you know. Um, yeah, so so that's become my thing. I love corn dogs. If you have a corn dog on a roller, like, dude, I'm in. Mm. I'm just in. Mm. Corn dogs are my go-to. All right, uh, all right, all right, Stephanie. 
let's 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 hear it. Let's hear it. And please don't, please don't introduce travesties like 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 donuts and Mountain Dew. Please don't. Please no, don't. I won't. But unfortunately, it might be on the flip side and be a bit boring because you know up in Massachusetts, I just don't feel like there are really that many interesting things. Because when I read like the readout to what we were talking about about like Chinese takeout and stuff like that, I'm like, where's that gas station? Granted, I might feel a little hesitant about eating Chinese food out of a gas station, but. Um, primarily it's not a food. It, at least it's to... actually chicken and not cat. So, I mean, like, there's a, there's a 50-50 <laughs> chance. Oh. God, 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 God. No, it's okay. It's okay. So, um, for, pe- you know, people still getting to know me, I'm actually half Chinese. So I get the jokes because. Oh, I did I... not even mean it in that way. I apologize. I was just making a Racist. No, <laughs> no, 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 but. <laughs> Damn it, Austin, you managed to not give me a strike on Twitch, but I swear this oh, guy's going to yeah. get me one. Get my <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, um, so two super quick things, because um, I guess when I was in San Francisco in Chinatown and I wanted to get um, some stringed up meat and my mom says don't do that that looks like an actual pigeon and then the other one was in a town in massachusetts unnamed someone from a chinese restaurant won't name what it is they actually got in trouble with the town because they were caught hunting like ducks in the park like for their restaurant oh but but we went to the Chinese restaurants that here there's a pod near near my house and there's ducks in it. They caught them trying to hunt the ducks out of it. Hey, I, hey, I bet their I bet their Peking yeah. duck was I bet their Peking duck was awesome though. Super fresh, fresh right? It's fresh super, meat. Super fresh. fresh. <laughs> it tastes like home. Yeah, but um. Anyway, uh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I just honestly get more my energy drinks from gas stations. Like, that's like the first thing I navigate to. I get my rock star. But as far as foods, it usually only happens when I travel. Um, you know, I see my family a lot in New Jersey, and they have a Wawa, and their Wawas are, are nice, and they have a lot of good breakfast sandwiches. And if I were to treat myself to you know, a fast food type of thing, I, I do like breakfast sandwiches. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Breakfast, breakfast sandwiches are champion. Um, Austin knows that because what, what he what he forgets to tell people is that usually with his donuts and Mountain Dew, he usually has, like, a, what, a sausage roller? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You get it, the sausage roll. Uh, just the sausage biscuit is incredibly underrated. I mean, they're they're good no matter where you go. <sighs> yeah, I y'all really need to stop hating on the run with the McDonald's love. I no, maybe McDonald's. I'm disappointed. I don't even know. Why? I don't even know what that was all about that that Sunday night when I said that. God damn. How can you hate on the one dollar sausage biscuits and and the fries? How can you hate on them? And the egg McMuffins? Oh my God! Have you? I was gonna say I can have my say now. Like I think you know I never eat McDonald's um like their main stuff, but I do love their breakfast and I love their soft yeah. serve. Yeah, yeah, the soft serve is really wait, good. Wait, it actually works. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> isn't isn't there an app now that tells you which McDonald's ice cream machine is working? There, yeah, there is. There. No I think way. McDonald's tried to sue them. I think I think I read that on somewhere, but I think McDonald's tried to sue them. Button uh, jacked in the chat. Yes, the chicken McGriddles are incredibly underrated at McDonald's too. I mean, those are really really good. I have uh, you know I have yet to have one, but you know, dude, but I have a funny. 
I have a funny feeling because I love chicken and waffles, so I have a funny feeling I'm going to enjoy this if I have one. It I, has I have, that, and it has just a little bit more pepper than normal, so like it has a little bit of heat there. Oh, dude! You know, I have um, I have a business meeting to go to in the morning, so I probably stroll up in there with a with freaking chicken McGriddle in the morning. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. As uh, wait, wait, wait. Has everybody else gone? Yeah. No, Austin. You- oh, Austin oh. has not gone. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I have not. Um, so like Logan said, we have quick trips. Oklahoma's gift to the world, uh, way better than our Sonic gift to the world. Uh, quick trip is awesome. It's got one of the best gas station pizzas, but I think yeah. it's actually the third best gas station pizza. Casey's now. is number one. It's not even close. I, I well, I personally like Hunt Brothers more, but then yes, Casey's is better than Quick Trip in my opinion. Yeah. But, uh, but they also have like, they got like, man, they got like pulled pork, like burritos, and brisket burritos, and they don't put any sauce on it, and they don't need it. It's really good. They got burgers. Now, here's the thing, Logan. Quick Trip's donuts suck. Oh, they're <laughs> I'm awful. not gonna lie. No, their they donuts are, are absolutely awful. awful. They are absolutely horrifically awful. But you know how like there's some things that are bad that you just enjoy for some dumb reason. Quick Trip's <laughs> donuts are like you know when you find out how they make the donuts look on TV, yeah. put like, makeup on it. These are what these oh, donuts actually they are, taste they, like. They, and there's look nothing like. drier in the world than a glazed donut. Yeah. yeah. Quick yeah, okay. Like, okay, we're talking. It would look amazing, but when you take a bite, you're like eating cardboard. It's terrible. It's you know, I'm, I'm gonna say it right now like, like, Wawa has the best donuts. <laughs> See, I was about to ask you all because you, you live in the Northeast, you got Wawa's and 7 Elevens. Is that what you all have down there, up there? Um, we have uh, uh, Wawa's in New Jersey, but not in Massachusetts, but we have 7 Elevens too. You have 7 Elevens, okay. Yeah, yeah, we. I think we have one 7-Eleven in Oklahoma. It's like two hours away from me. Like, it's not a thing here. And then Wawa, I don't even, I've never even seen one in person. So I might see these when I go to Florida. Who knows? I'm hoping to see all these random things there. Uh, Nelly just mentioned about Wawa, so I'm pretty sure it's from down that way. Okay. So, yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely go down. I'll, I'll definitely try some of these breakfast sandwiches at Wawa. I want to try Bojangles too. Oh. That's that's the other place that I really want to go there. Oh God, Bojangles um, has like the best freaking bacon egg. Uh, no, not ba- I'm sorry, not bacon egg. Yeah, bacon egg and cheese biscuit. The oh best. really? They got the, good breakfast too. I will. I I will hurt myself for freaking <laughs> Bojangles bacon egg and cheese biscuit with a large side of bow rounds. Oh my God. Bo- Bojangles is incredibly underrated. <laughs> I just never been there. That they're all on the east side, but so that's why I'm excited to go there because that's like the one chicken place that everyone talks about. I've never eaten at, and it looks sounds good because they said they they put this. There's like a little more spiciness to it, and they actually season their chicken, and like that sounds great to me. Yeah, yeah. All right, but uh, but but on the topic of gas station gas station eating, my favorite staple. Usually has to be like uh, any of the gas station, any gas station places. Like typically, like Wawa, like their sandwiches. Oh my god, their sandwiches are freaking amazing. Um, uh, I I usually will dip in and out of a Wawa at least three times a week for a sandwich, and usually what I'll get is like the uh, is like the uh, the roast beef and cheddar sandwich. Man, Classic. stable. 
man, and 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 Wawa has all these choices of like different spreads and stuff like that. So I usually get the Chipotle horseradish one, which you know, when you say it out loud, it sounds like it's a freaking nightmare. But God, on on freaking on the on that that bread with like double uh -huh. cheddar with double sliced cheddar and stuff like that. Oh my God, it's amazing. Amazing. Low key, low key too. Like a Seven Eleven has decent wings. If you can get their wings fresh, oh dude. You know, you know, it's funny you say that because uh, because last week uh, a friend of mine came by. He was hanging out. He was hanging out with some roommate with some with with, with a couple of my roommates and stuff. He came right. by, and he had he had a thing of twenty wings from um from Seven Eleven. They went out. They went out to eat for dinner. And mm -hmm. I was kind of like skulking around the kitchen, and mm -hmm. I ate his twenty wings from Seven Eleven. All of them? Dude, yeah, oh, yeah. You cannot leave wings around me, dude. I will eat no. all of them. Oh, he and, oh, and, he, gotta, and he, he had he had ten, he had ten of the buffalo and ten of the of the honey barbecue. Uh, There's oh, no God. way. Gone. Gone. I forgot. The, some of the best gas station food get is the chicken strips, but not at like name brand locations, like <laughs> in like the, in, the most like ghetto <laughs> ghetto gas stations with the chicken, or like they probably haven't cleaned the fryer to, in a week or two. In like, so in like two it's in like so two months. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, dude, like you know when there's ever eat. You, you know when you the hot sauce that just says hot sauce. There's no brand. It just says hot sauce on it, and that stuff is the bomb. I love that stuff. You know, you know when the, you know when they change out the grease is like right before the health board comes for so the like, inspection. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know a guy who I, I go to this. I used to go to this gas station all the time when I worked in in more in the city, and he would see me so long, and I was like, man, this chicken's so good. He's like, dude, like we just leave. We put bacon, like just drop bacon in it, and that's where the bacon grease comes in into the chicken. I was like, man, don't stop whatever you're doing. I don't care whatever health code violations you're breaking. Oh I ain't God. gonna tell a soul. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God! Oh my God! I can't. Uh, I can't even think of that. But 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 also, but you know what? Gas station fried chicken is like the freaking bomb. We have a Royal Farms like like less than ten minutes away from my house and stuff, and it's a freaking it's a freaking battle of wills for me not to say, I'm gonna go get some of their fried chicken. Uh, like it, it's right up on seventeen, <laughs> and the sad part is it's right across. It's damn near right across the street from like a really good restaurant. But it's like, no, I'm gonna go to oh, Royal oh, Farms yeah. and get the, yeah. get the fried chicken. <laughs> uh, let me ask you, Ron. Uh huh. Are you a Gizzards man? Because I can't do it. I tried every you time know, someone gives me Gizzard. I want to like it, and I can't do it. I can't you know, do it. there was a point in my life when I when I would say yes, but uh, but. I've gotten to a point now where, in all seriousness, I, I don't really like to eat a lot of organ meat anymore. You know, like, yeah. so like it's it's it. You know, I got to a certain age where it was like once I find out what certain foods are, or where this where this what part of the animal this thing comes from, I typically lose my interest in eating it again anymore. You know, and so I have family from the from well not the deep south like you know not from Alabama and Louisiana and Mississippi. I have family in the south though like South Carolina and Georgia and stuff like in North Carolina and stuff like that. And so yeah, they 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 eat that 
traditional southern food and you know like i went home a couple of christmases ago and everybody's like oh oh you're you're all sedity now because you don't eat this stuff <laughs> and i'm like i'm like do you guys pay attention to my facebook my instagram i work out too much like i can't afford to eat this stuff right anymore <laughs> yeah also also you know like skeleton jack in the, in the chat is like gizzards not not good for you yeah like gizzards is basically the organ that processes the stuff that they're not supposed to be eating mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I don't know. oh i've had beef i've had beef tongue artery yeah i've beef, had beef that tongue's really good yeah it's it's, yeah. it's really good it you know it's one of those it's one of those it's one of those organs that you know like i will actually tongue is a muscle so i don't t- so technically like it's it's meat <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, but I make an exception for that. But yeah, like the like some of the more extravagant stuff, like like brains and testicles and penises and you know and anuses and stuff. No, no. I see a beef here. <laughs> All right, back to the gas station food, though. Uh, yeah, uh, I've already said I, I will run in and out of Wawa at least three times a week for one of their sandwiches. How how often do you guys hit up a convenience store for for a for a meal for for a full fledged meal? For, for full fledged, like <laughs> once every two or three weeks, maybe. Well, my my buddy in the back, my buddy in the back, is like four times. <laughs> now, I, I do have to ask Austin: Does your Quick Trip have the tacos now? Yes, tacos, tacos, tacos at a convenience store. What do you think of these yeah. new tacos? They're they're fine. They're not don't they're not described. They're not a classic taco though. They're very much just. It's meat and cheese in a, in a, in a tortilla. You, you get so basically, so, so basically glorified Taco Bell. <laughs> not yeah, even that. But it is good. He said not even that. It's better than Taco Bell. But it's more expensive than Taco Bell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not a huge fan of Taco Bell either. I looked this place up and there's none close to Virginia. So I'm I'm a little upset about that. Yeah. You got to come west of the Mississippi. Yeah. Also, Skeleton Jack, uh, I'm on world level 8 on Outriders. That's the highest I've gotten unlocked. Okay. And, I, and I'm playing by myself, so I don't <laughs> know how much longer I can do it, but I'm, I'm committed to staying on the highest world level that I can. Uh, Logan, Stephanie, how often do you guys, like, I, I think Stephanie, you kind of already gave us a hint, like, you don't really, like, like hit him up too much, right? Yeah, it's, um, you know, partially of how I was raised um, into, I, I have holes in my stomach. It's all those years working at a retail pharmacy pounding energy drinks. I just have ulcers now and ah. any, I got to be really careful about where I go get my food, which, you know, sucked because I used to, you know, hit up um, Cumberland Farms or a Dunkin' Donuts that was inside a gas station and get, you know, my food and I would treat myself on Sundays usually, but nowadays it's only when I travel. But that brings good memories. Like I associate travel with hitting up gas station food. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think I think everybody has that guilty pleasure because I mean, like I I typically if I don't mm-hmm, here we go again. If I don't hit a McDonald's drive through on like my wrong on like my long road trips, I usually hit up a gas station that actually has like a full a full fledged like you know like like dinner station. <laughs> It's kind of it's kind of my thing. 
Uh, Stephanie, I have to ask. So, are you do when you go to the gas stations now? Do you usually get like? Do you get like the? Are you a candy person? Are you a chips person? Do you like um, the? I I still go straight for the energy drinks. You know, I'm a glutton oh, for punishment. Yeah. That's the so, first thing I get to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. First thing again, my you know, Rockstar used to be Red Bull. Now it's Rockstar. But after that, you know, I usually get myself either Doritos or Cheetos. So if I'm on a road trip and I yeah. want to treat myself, I'll go with something cheesy. That's gotcha. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. All right. And so the fun oh Logan, you didn't say how, how uh, often you hit up. Like I like I go to Kurt Trip like probably four or five times a week, but it's usually like go in, grab a bag of cheese, it's at a raise energy. because uh, like I use with the raise as my pre workout. On the days I'm I'm doing a big workout, so otherwise, yeah, it's just cheese. It's now, yeah. I mean, as far as meals, maybe once, maybe once a month, um, if I'm desperate, like if I forgot to bring a lunch or Chipotle's got a line through the through the door, like yeah, I just oh, cheese. It's good choice though. I yeah, forgot to mention how awesome cheese it's are. Oh. Bang energy drink well, is my is my well, jam, it, Skeleton Jack. Bang? bang? No, I I don't think I've tried Bang. You gotta do Ray's. Raises where it's at. I, I can't find any of those. I'll I have not seen any. Case, dude, I will send uh, you a case. Okay, yeah, yeah. Please do. I I would love to try it. I'll send you a flavor pack. <laughs> if you like, if you like the, do you like coconut, Ron? Yes. You like the peanut colada beans? The Hell phantom yes. freeze rays are really good. Phantom freeze are really good. Phantom, you said phantom freeze. Can you send me some of that, yeah. Logan? That. Um, do you like Baja Blast Mountain Dew? I do. We got Baja oh, Lime. Yeah. We've got yes. uh, South Beach, which is my favorite. And then Voodoo is really good too. Voodoo tastes straight up like Live Wire Mountain Dew and Ooh. zero calories, zero sugar. But it's a time release uh, caffeine. So, like, you don't get a crash. Well, caffeine doesn't affect me the way it seems to affect everybody else. So, I think I'll be good. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send you a case. All right. Sweet. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. So I, let's go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I don't hit up the gas station as much as I used to. I used to hit up almost every day to get an energy drink or something else. But now I buy them at Walmart in bulk and <laughs> I don't go to the gas station unless I need gas. And every time I do go, which is maybe like once a week or so, I usually end up getting an energy drink in Cheetos, and I know that if I, <laughs> I would do it every day if I still did it, <laughs> I could do yeah. it every day. Plus, yeah. staying away from the gluten now, it's uh, it makes it easier to avoid all all in total. We are breaking that when you come to Kansas City in two months. Oh, <laughs> oh I, God! Uh, when I'm oh. going to Florida, I'm I'm going to Bojangles. I'm getting I'm I'm messing up my stomach basically, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just get the battles. Okay, awesome, awesome. What I really yeah. appreciate about the bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit at Bojangles is like they don't uh -huh. skimp on the freaking on the freaking egg, and they don't really skimp oh, on the bacon oh. either. Like, there's been some times when I've actually ordered a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit from Bojangles, and and it's almost like a one to one ratio of of egg Ooh. and bacon. It's and almost bacon. like a. <laughs> so there's more than just one skinny limb piece of bacon you know yeah like it's not like it's not like <laughs> one piece of bacon and they break three times and put on your <laughs> they microwave <laughs> yeah exactly yeah now nah, bojangles knows how to do it <laughs> sweet yeah all right excited. let's go ahead and round this out real quickly most obscure food you've seen at a gas station i'm gonna go first i'm going to say chinese food yes like in virginia beach there is actually a spot 
where like yeah, you roll, I, it, you, I don't know what this is. <laughs> you roll, you roll, you. you roll into, you roll into it, and you can already smell the sweet and sour sauce for the sweet and sour chicken. Like it's, it's a thing. <laughs> wow. How bad is the aftermath? Of- <laughs> 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 yeah, how long did he spend in the bathroom? Oh, you know what? I I don't want to say for the people who actually listen out in Virginia, I don't want them to get any ideas. Like, you need to go try the food. That's about all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, who wants to go next? Uh, most obscure food you've seen in the gas station? I'll quickly speak up just because I know I don't have one. I know I've only seen your standard stuff, so... Bam, bam. Full-fledged 12-ounce sirloin steak. At a gas what? station? At a gas station. This is How? out. This is in Rockport, Missouri, which is about 10 minutes away from the Iowa border. Wait, wait, wait. This, is a, this is a gas station, this not a truck stop, ga- right? This is, this is a gas station, not a truck stop. It's right next to a McDonald's. And, yeah, they freaking they have a 12-ounce sirloin steak. Like they they have like the little like kind of kitchenette area that like Quick Trip uh-huh. does, and yeah they put it in like the steamer almost, and you know like two minutes later you get your steak. It's like it, it, you only what? get the choice between you only get the choice between medium and well done. Like they don't give you the rare option. <laughs> oh, of course, because they're gonna food poison somebody. Yeah, <laughs> man, can you can you imagine? Unless you do medium, can you imagine? Right? Can you imagine you are running that gas station and then they open a freaking McDonald's like next door or across the street from you and you're like, man, what are we gonna do to like make sure people come back here? And so you start steak. serving <laughs> you start serving steak. <laughs> like, it, it, I'm it's concerned. a cute, cute gas station. <laughs> I mean it's it's really cute little country style. I mean, they, they make some great biscuits and gravy at that one. I've had to have that a few times on the road. Uh but yeah. Oh boy. Are you sure it wasn't a Salisbury steak? Are you sure it wasn't like one of those hungry <laughs> man frozen cube steak no, or something? The, the, the terrible thing is like it's like fifteen bucks too. Like, so they're not. So they're not even. They don't even make any bones about it. They're like, we're serving you a pretentious ass steak. Yeah, I, you don't even get like like you get a roll and I think green beans. Oh. Bro. Oh gosh! All right, all right, Austin, you got the last word on this. <laughs> the I don't know, maybe the weirdest thing I've seen. I mean, the, this is kind of a sudden thing, but uh, you got kangaroo jerky and armadillo jerky, and I've seen, I've seen, I've seen, I've, I've, seen, I've, I've seen the I've seen the armadillo stuff in Texas. I used to, I, I grew up yeah. in Texas. I've seen the armadillo stuff. Kind that of might weird. be the weirdest thing, but I've I've never seen Chinese food in a gas station. I've never seen a twelve ounce sirloin. Oh, and actually, oh, actually, actually, seen alligator too. Yeah, oh, yeah, they, yeah. Alligators. Like, Gator jerky's one. great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they all taste the same to me. I've tried. You know, everyone's like, "Oh, let's eat some ostrich." I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's just beef because it tastes exactly the same. It just tastes the same. It's like you can't you can't convince you can't convince me that you know like places that serve frog legs you can't convince me that it's not chicken you can't. Man, frog legs go hard, man. They do, they do. (laughs) Go hard, they 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 do. (laughs) I 
I love frog legs. I'm not gonna lie, but they're too expensive. That's the only they thing. Are. They, they are. Like, if it is chicken, they're charging you six extra dollars for it. So I'll yeah. just take the chicken. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you have it, guys. Uh, Plate Station tonight, Gas Station Gastronomy. Uh, so uh, hit us up over on Twitter, at PS underscore Crossroads. Uh, let us know about your favorite staple of gas station food, uh, how often you may go there, and what, what's some of the most obscure stuff you've seen there. All right, let's go ahead and break into these news topics tonight. How about that? Like, we got, we got a few things to talk about before we get to our big topic. Uh, first up on the list is... Uh, Sly Cooper and Medieval Funko Pops have been announced. Uh, as a matter of fact, pre-orders are live for those right now, actually. Um, are you ready to add a couple more collectibles to your shelf? Because uh, PlayStation icon Sly Cooper from Sly Cooper and the Thievius Raccoonus and Sir Daniel Fortesque from Medieval are getting Funko Pops treatment. And they're coming soon to an EB Games and GameStop near you. I can't believe I'm even promoting those stores right now, but you know, strange but times. You your two favorite stores. <laughs> strange times that we live in. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I still got some friends that still either work at a GameStop or run a GameStop and stuff like that. So you know, like I, I try to send traffic their way. Like my traffic's not going their way, but I try to send traffic their way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The pops are set to release on June the 11th. Hey, Ratchet and Clank Day. <laughs> and are priced at twelve ninety nine. Uh, pre-orders are live right now at GameStop and EB Game sites, and so check that out. And question for you guys tonight: uh, If you haven't, if you have you seen them? Because um, I wrote an article about it. Yeah, yeah, shameless like shameless so plug. <laughs> now I wonder. So I did see these, Ron. I did read your article, but I wanted to say that I think might this might have to do with that Ratchet and Clank trailer. It came out where we're seeing Sly Cooper, we're seeing Sunset Overdrive, right? We're seeing mm-hmm. Right. Involved. I'm sure we'll see. I'm sure we'll see medieval Sunset. stuff. So I'm wondering if uh, this might be a hint at some things to come. Hopefully, hey, especially hey, for hey. Sly Cooper. Hey, this is the I year. Of the, care less about hey, people. this is this might be the year of the PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, might be. Uh, which of the which which Funko Pops have you ready to make a purchase? If you're if you're going that route, if you're going that route, uh, it's a Sly Cooper one. If I was gonna get one, yeah, I don't collect I'm really those. Not to buy anymore. <laughs> yeah, I I I'm trying to get on the Funko Pop train because like whenever whenever I move to my next place, I'm actually going to stop streaming from my bedroom and I'm actually gonna have like an actual <laughs> stream room and stuff. So I need to have like a wall of sweat. Like you, hey, you saw you you see the Luscious Brody's uh, collection of. Funko oh, Pops, right? Oh, Br- yeah. Br- Br- Brody has never seen sunlight, man. I mean, like, that room is just packed to the walls, man. It's awesome. It's it's my he's, dream. It's my he's dream got setup. Those, he's got those he's got those movie theater uh freaking lounge chairs in his in oh, his yeah, in his yeah. room. <laughs> Brody is a boss, man. Like yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is true. That's true. We Shout love out you to the OG. Yeah, we love we love you there, uh Brody and Dignity Podcast. We love you guys. Um Okay, so on like how can we make you know have these funny jokes if you're gonna move out of your bedroom to stream? Hey, you gotta good find good something. Point. Hey, point. you gotta find something else to zero in on. I'm, I guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee you there'll be uh, there'll be an open an opening for something. Let's put it that way. Have like a, well, he'll still have his only we'll fans. Have like a up. foot pick collage in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yes. 
It'll be a bunch of small. It'll be a bunch of pictures of people's feet being no, made no, no, into no, one no, no, big no. foot. Here's here's what we do. <laughs> Remember that foot that they have in Inspector Gadget when they were trying to like test the foot to see if it. We just get him a model of that, and that way he can have that. <laughs> Perfect, along with all the I'm, collectibles. Yeah. I'm not the one. I'm not the one with the foot thing uh, at Bosworth Games. Remember, I'm not the one with that. That's somebody else. Kind I don't remember who it was, but I'm gonna choose to remember. Bel- I believe it was Corey, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, the host. Yeah, the the uh, regular yeah, the, during... the regular host of the Boss Rush podcast. <laughs> Makes sense, man. I mean, Cleveland fans, dude. Let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is how we do it, Boss Rush Gaze. We, we I didn't our... say anything. Corey, yeah. my checks. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything. So. <laughs> Well, once well, he's already once, threatened to fire me like three times this week. It's cool. Well, Austin, once I get monetized, I'll start signing your checks. How about that? <laughs> Austin, at this point, I probably owe you money. You'll never see it. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's go ahead and move on to our next topic here. <laughs> Sony's first true test on esports is set. As Evo, the Evo Championship Series comes back. Yes, yes, you guys heard it. If you guys love fighting games, if you if you're an avid uh, participant in the fighting games community, this one's for you. The Evolution Championship Series. I just said Evolution, like I'm from freaking the UK or something. The Evolution Championship Series, better known as Evo, has returned with the announcement of Evo 2021 online. Uh, with offerings of cash prizes of up to $75,000, competitors can register now for the event, which kicks off on August the 6th. Uh, this year marks the first time that uh, the Evolution Championship Series is going to be run by its new ownership and management, Sony and RTS. Alongside the announcement of EVO 2021 online, Sony has also revealed the tie-in EVO Community Series PlayStation 4 tournaments, which will feature an extended selection of fighting game events in July, including popular game titles Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Grand Blue, Grand Blue Fantasy. I was about to get tongue tied there. <laughs> Skullgirls Second Con. Ah, I did get tongue tied. Jeez, I couldn't. I couldn't make it. <laughs> Skullgirls Second Encore, Soul Calibur Six, and a few other titles. <laughs> the four banner titles for this year's Evo include Street Fighter Five Championship Edition, Tekken Seven, Guilty Gear Strive, and Mortal Kombat Eleven Ultimate. <laughs> Just as a quick uh, refresher, Sony acquired the largest fighting game major in March, uh, this past March, after the ousting of former organizer, organizer Joey, Mr. Wizard Sewler, Sewler, I think that's how you pronounce the last name, I think so, uh, but he was ousted due to public allegations of sexual misconduct in 2020, you can go Google it online, you'll find a whole bunch of stuff, I'm not going to bring a lot of news, I'm not going to bring a lot of light to that news, like, you know, it's 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 deplorable, let's put it that way, uh, but yes, um, Logan, I know I know you are you are on the esports sure. side, but I don't know if you're yep. actually that like, big into the fighting game stuff, how, how are you, what's, yeah, what's, so, I mean, traditionally I watch Rocket League and, and OVL, but... Um, I was talking with with one of my friends who is a huge esports nerd. It was a little surprising to see that we are doing Guilty Gear this season for for this. Like 
Tekken <laughs> 7, that was going to be a given. Uh, Mortal Kombat is, is always a good way to go with. And then, uh, Mort- or then uh, what was the other one? Uh, Street, Street Fighter. Fighter. Yeah, I mean, you, you have to. Guilty Gear is a little bit of a stretch, but I'm really curious to see what kind of ratings this does because esports took a little bit of a dip in some of the more popular areas last, last year. I mean, OVL didn't do great numbers. Part of that is due to, you know, COVID and all that stuff. So, um, Everything else is going to kind of like seen a spike in ratings uh, across just sports in general. MLB's having the best rating season it's had in the last decade this year. Uh, the NFL set a new record. NBA set new records. It, it's curious to see how much esports grows this year. This is a great start, though. I mean, that is a phenomenal lineup to, for yeah. a season. Yeah, and um, and yeah, and, uh, and like I said, like this is this is gonna be Sony's first true test. Given that this right. is the first one that you know is under their belt, you know, technically. Um, I mean, even though Sony has kind of had their hands in this before, you know, like overseas with like Gran Turismo actually has a showing at, at right. some esports events and stuff like that, and um, and it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting as as far as like evolution itself goes. I think the show is going the the series is gonna be fine. Yeah. Uh, but this is gonna be a real this this could score huge in, in Sony's favor and Sony's been making different types of moves compared to Microsoft with what's going on and how they're acquiring like like different pieces of the gaming of the gaming pie and stuff like that so this could be a big deal I mean they yeah, do or go ahead sorry oh no no it's just real quick because um, didn't um, Sony file a patent with regard to you know um, esports betting or something like that yes Whoa. yes <laughs> so I just, you know, my mind went straight oh, to that yeah, little bit of news. That's all. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, next topic. Uh, God of War Ragnarok gets pushed to 2022 and fans start lashing out. Hey, Logan, uh, your, yeah. your article is on the spotlight for this one. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. yeah. All right. So. Santa Monica Studios announced today via t- well not today but Santa Monica Studios uh, announced recently via Twitter that they will be moving the release window for the next God of War to 2022. The news comes before before an E3 full of questions and mysteries. Well, I guess we can't say E3. We can say Summer Game Fest. <laughs> As the world wonders what games are ready to ship and what games are going to take a little bit more time to make perfect. Uh, last year. Last year, Santa Monica teased the initial trailer for God of War, which is titled Ragnarok, back then in a short video that really didn't give much regarding the final design of the sequel to uh, the 2018 God of War title. Uh, Explaining the decision to delay the game on Wednesday, uh, developer Sony Santa Santa Monica Studio... I... Just, just bear with me tonight. I'm just going to be completely t- tongue twisted the rest of the night. Just, just bear with me. Sony Santa Monica Studios said, since the release of the next God of War teaser last year, we've been humbled by the amount of love our community has shown us. We're incredibly grateful to see so many people excited to experience the next chapter of Kratos and Atreus' journey. We remain focused on delivering a top quality game while maintaining the safety and well-being of our team. Uh, of our team, creative families, and partners. Wait, creative partners and families. There we go. <laughs> With this in mind, we've made the decision to shift our release window to 2022. Now then, now that we've said all that, now there's another problem, uh, unfortunately. Uh, because following the news, Cinemaca developer and writer 
Alana Pierce was targeted with vile online abuse, leading series director Corey Barlog to jump to the defense of his colleague and, and the wider development team. Barlog said people unhappy with the recent developments should target him and not the exceptional staff at the studio. In his words, uh, Corey said, you want to be mad at somebody for anything God of War related? The delay, the PS4, the PS5, uh, the trolls, the subtitle size, uh, Signa, uh, Sigrun, I'm sorry, Sigrun, whatever. Be angry with me. I made the calls. I did this. Don't bother the team. They are all very good people doing very great work. Really great work. Uh, Barlog's addressing of the backlash led to a response from Phil Spencer acknowledging Barlog's message. Uh, Spencer would say, this is what leadership looks like. Well done. And I have to say, too, well done. Because yeah. we talk about this a lot on Crossroads. We talk about the fact that, you know, like, people become... This isn't even, this is even a, an instance of someone being a keyboard warrior. This is just someone being a keyboard asshole. And, <laughs> and that's, that's really what I'm going to say about this. And also, this goes back to the whole misogyny thing I, I talked about last week. You attack... You're attacking a woman... Because let's let's get this right. This is a lot of people is not the first woman has been attacked on. Jade Raymond's been attacked about stuff before. Uh, Amy Hennick's been attacked about st stuff before that goes along with games and stuff. You guys have. To, I say you guys, and I say that loosely because I know it's not all always men there doing this. You guys have to stop this bullshit though. Like stop threatening people when your game doesn't come out on time. Logan, you're wait. Logan, were you? You're on Sunday. Yeah, you're on Sunday. Yeah. Remember what? I, remember what I said? If you guys have a problem, if you guys, if you guys have a problem with release schedules and stuff, put your money up. Develop your own damn game. Yeah. Give yourself a give yourself a time window. Give yourself a time window. Say so your game is gonna come out on this date. And guess what? Make sure your game goddamn comes out on that date. Because guess what? Us gamers, we're going to skewer you when something's wrong. Because guess what? It's the same crap you do to developers. So you know what? What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Uh, you guys want to talk about it? <laughs> oh, man. That that just, like, gets underneath my skin in, in so many levels. And just like you said, Leron, you know, you know do, do they really understand, like, how long it would take to, to create a game and only create a game but a great game? Because heaven forbid you release it too soon, it's full of bugs or really awful. You'll get killed that way, too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I kind of almost feel like a lot of, and again, not all, because I you know better than generalize, like a lot of gamers feel entitled in that sense that, mm -hmm. you know, they want their games, they want it now. And these developers are trying to straddle the balance between satisfying your gamers by getting the content out, you know, so, as soon as possible, but also try not to sacrifice quality, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. And yeah, yeah I agree with you with um misogyny thing i mean they're just cruel to all developers but i also kind mm -hmm. of feel like if they want to target women it's because not only they're hiding behind a screen but you know i, I don't know I'm, I'm not gonna get into that hey. rant there but i just feel like they're easier targets to them exactly cut the cowardly shit guys you know like and you know what and you know what i think everybody here on this panel can say because we're all creators to an extent like like uh like 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 stephanie you're right I write too, like shit like like i could have had a book published a long time ago but i just get in my own damn way <laughs> well, and, and I think, too, developers are going to be more cautious with this set of games coming for the next generation of consoles. Mm -hmm. With the disaster that Cyberpunk put up, nobody wants to have that reputation, especially with a studio like Santa Monica, where it's like, okay, 
they just renewed their reputation with the audience with a phenomenal God of War. Mm -hmm. If Barlog wants to take his time on Ragnarok, by all intents and purposes, do it. Yep. Do it. Yeah. Um, you, you can't rush games like this, and especially with the year of COVID where this team hasn't been in the same building for over a year together. I mean, there are see, things that just are difficult other, to do when you're not in person. See, that's the other problem, too. We don't understand. We don't. We don't understand like the the scope of what they have to deal with. Are they are they working on their on their computer stations remotely at the office? Because like, I mean, does Sony trust these people taking home assets? You know, you know, in an unsecure environment that might get stolen. Like God, cyber 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 attacks and cyber hacking is a thing. You know, like CD Projekt Red just CD Projekt Red just had another embarrassment. You know, behind their cyber cyber attack. Uh, I wrote an article about how Resident Evil is getting sued. For, Capcom's getting sued for a bunch of stuff in Resident Evil, and that all came out because of the cyber attack and like information came out and we found that the assets weren't like up on level like they were supposed to. So now they're getting hit with copyright infringement and stuff like that. At the end of the day, if you're not a developer, or you're not a writer, or you're not a content creator, or you're not this, or you're not that, you're not an artist or any of that stuff, you don't know what actually truly goes on in the workplace and the environment that people do this stuff. It's not always about. It's not always about. Oh, this company just. This company just to demanded all their employees do like seventy thousand hours of crunch. No, it's not always about that. You know, sometimes like their environment is a situation that they cannot control. And I'm not talking about hostile work environments. I'm just talking about like hell. Like we we came out. Of, we, we're we're still in COVID. I'm saying. I was about to say we came out of COVID. We're still in COVID. People still, a lot of people still can't go back to work. The hell, there's there's some people that are no longer able to work because of COVID and stuff like that. So you know, if the worst thing that happens is your video game gets delayed by six months, shut the hell up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We gotta be more. You gotta be better to each other. I mean, like, like I, I, it's a reflection of yourself. I mean, think about it like that. Is people are gonna assume, hey, something's going on in their life that they're this insecure that they have to lash out to other people. I mean, that's just not the world exactly. anybody wants to be in. Exactly. Stop being small people. Yeah. Stop. You know, and, and it, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Because uh, CD Projekt Red took it seriously. They started they started IP tracing people that were that were issuing death threats because Cyberpunk got delayed by two additional weeks. They started IP tracing people and saying, hey, we're going to get Interpol involved on you guys. Good. That, Glad they are. That shit shut up fast. Let me tell you, let me tell you that. And I feel like it, I feel like more companies need to do, especially domestic companies. You, yeah. you know, I'm not gonna really get get politi political about this, but but you know, like we just saw a whole bunch of bullshit happen in our nation's capital on January the sixth. We need to stay. We need to start taking stuff like this seriously. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Okay. I'll 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 climb down off of my soapbox now because we want to continue talking about video games. But you know what? Excellent job, Corey. Stop being dicks on the internet. That's the key. Yeah. Go with the backlog while you wait for these games. Yeah. Right. Right. You know. Uh, sh shit. You don't want. You don't want to see my backlog of games. Like. 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 So I know. I know. Like everyone has this crazy ass backlog of games. Like instead of bitching about the game that's not coming out that you feel like you may want, like just. Just go play your old games. Shit, I, I guarantee you, some of you assholes haven't even beat Super Metroid. Play <laughs> that. <laughs> Shout out to Corey Barlog too. That, yeah, I like what he said. I, I'm more oh, yeah. people need to come out and do that. 
that that's yeah. the other thing too. Like 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 Phil Spencer said from Xbox, you know, like that's what leadership looks like. And you know what? There's the other thing too. Like if if you as the leader, the director, what a project manager, whatever, if you can't stand up for your people when your people absolutely need needs you, then you know what? I probably don't want to buy your product. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah, it, it means right. a lot um, for you know a, a big company like that because you know. It's, it says a lot about leadership, and I've worked for a company where I know the CEO, where the head would not, would, they would just totally disappear if something got messed up. So I just give that guy a lot of credit. Oh, yeah, for real. For real. But uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and move on because, like, I will stay on this all night. If <laughs> I, 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 I become I become a social justice warrior about stuff like this, you know. Like it's it, you know here's the thing about it, you know. Like sometimes, sometimes it's not so much that people can't defend themselves. Sometimes people are unable to defend themselves because like people that work for like companies like Sony and stuff, you know, like how like we jokingly put on our Twitter like our like like our words are representative of ourselves and not representative of the companies we work for. These people can't always turn around and fight back when someone says some really, you I, know, like mm -hmm. like 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 sideways shit to them and stuff like that. Yep. And, you know, because because ultimately what happens is even though it may be considered self-defense, like the company can be like, "Hey, you're damaging our brand by doing that." Yep. Yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. So you know, yeah. so you know, guess what? Guys like us on Crossroads, we will talk shit to you all day long when you start doing douchebaggery stuff. Um. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, okay. Well, real quickly here, hey, uh, Logan. Um, I know you. I know you have to go. Sorry, we like kind of like ran into your no time. Worries. Everything. No worries, uh, man. Give us a give us a quick shout um, and plug yourself and. Uh, yeah. Hey, check out all the cool stuff we're doing over on Box for Shutter Entertainment. Uh, where we got a new episode of Land Party posted tomorrow and in Trash Talk on Friday and then Q-List Time about your mother on Mondays. Yep. All right, dude. You take care. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for yeah. hanging yeah. out. Let's talk to you next time. All right, but 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 hold on. We still got more show going on here. All right, so Oh, did he freeze? <laughs> I like how I like how oh, Logan yeah. I like how Logan dropped off and yeah, I got Jesus. disconnected. I know. I was, like, what <laughs> I was gonna say I was very confused. <laughs> I was like, did I get disconnected or did like, Rog get disconnected? <laughs> no, that was no. Like Logan, like Logan left the Logan left the call and I got disconnected. I'm glad I'm glad I caught it because remember the last time this happened, like I spoke for like an extra two minutes before I caught it. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's because all those uh, high school musical fans that were on here for Logan logged off as well. I know, I know they killed they, they killed my they killed my bandwidth. Yeah. <laughs> all right, and uh, real quickly before we get back to the news topics, hey uh, Zoomy two thousand nine, uh, welcome. Thank you for thank you for the sub. I appreciate hey. it. All right, all right, back to the news. All right. Horizon Forbidden West director claims the PS4 version hasn't held back the game. Here's another game that, you know, just recently got hit with an announcement that it was being delayed. Uh, Gorilla's Ga Gorilla Games announced the Horizon Forbidden West for PS5. Wait, they announced Forbidden West for PS5 in June 2020 before confirming a PS4 version last September. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West director uh, Mathish Dejong, uh, I'm glad I... I'm, Glad I got that right. 
because that's that's a, that's a really cool name with a really cool spelling, but it's got a, it's got a, it's got an interesting pronunciation. So I'm glad I got it right. Uh, huh, Mathis De Jong claims the game hasn't been held back by the weaker of the two target platforms, being the PlayStation Four. Uh, what he said is, I don't think the cross-generation development was limiting in any way. When we started with the concept of this game, we had so many great ideas that ended up being included to the point that we didn't really think about hardware limitations or anything. We just wanted to design a really nice, unique experience for, for the player. An awesome adventure. Uh, that's how we also brainstormed all the quests and events the player is going to go through. Uh, I think that the big delta between these two consoles, apart from the 3D audio quick loading and dual sense of course is the graphical side of things on the playstation 5 we can add so much more detail graphically we can see the tiny hairs on aloy's face for example i'm i really i really wish he didn't bring that up but whatever <laughs> you know just 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 pay attention to the last week's episode of crossroads and you'll understand why why i say that uh you can also see a ton of detail from far away a lot of the development has taken place on the PS4. Now, remember, we said that we felt like this game should have came out on PS4, but the fact that it got announced for PS5 was a shocker to us, and it was, it was a welcome surprise, though. Um, and a lot of playtesting is also done on PS4. So, we're ensuring that owners of that console have a great experience, and the game will look fantastic on that console. Uh, this is all part of a Game Informer interview that DeJong had uh, that was published last week. So, thank you to Game Informer for that. Um, for the PlayStation 5, we can go much further, of course. Visually, we can add a lot more detail. Graphically, the rendering technique for underwater scenes is, is special on PS5. It has extra details and extra systems, like the wave technique is better on the system as well. Like, if you guys watched the State of Play, that was all on PS5 hardware, and you know what? Water effects in that game look amazing. So... How long do you guys think before, like, they'll start getting death threats? Well, they already are, just from just from how Aloy looks, so, I mean... <laughs> yeah, it's already at this happened. point. Yeah. They're just going to add it to their list of complaints. At this point, are you even on the internet if you haven't got a death threat, like, at this point? Like, um, it's just... Well, I haven't gotten a death threat yet. I sure did. I, I sure have been hit with some homophobic slurs. But you know what? That's all right because I'm a big boy. You know what? If you guys <laughs> and and I and I will always invite you to have a conversation with me at Exodus eight zero three on social media <laughs> if you feel like you really want to talk about it. <laughs> oh boy. Um, you know what? I'm not. I'll be honest with you about this topic. I'm not really surprised that uh, that Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PS4. It was a little bit of a shocker to me that it was coming to PS4 because I thought the way they framed it initially, it looked like it was going to be an exclusive to PS5, which would have been great. It would have gave a, a nice boost to the PlayStation 5. But at the same time, I'm a sensible person here. You know, COVID's happening right now. Uh, it's hard to get PS5 systems the way people want them to. So if the PS4 is still a viable ecosystem for Sony to still, you know, like release games on and you know generate revenue, why why get mad at them for doing that? I mean, you know, like a regular business owner wouldn't just cut cut off their own leg, you know, just 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 to handle a new platform, would they? I mean, it sounds crazy, right? Mm-hmm. I. Oh, sorry, Stephanie. Go ahead. Oh no, I wasn't gonna say anything. I was just agreeing. Oh, yeah. I just at this point, 
until we have PS5s in the store available for people to buy, of course, of course, they're gonna put it on PS4 if they can. Why? Why would they live in their market like that? I just people people the same people that are complaining about this also complain that they don't want to see PS5 games on PC, and you're you're totally talking yourself out of Sony getting more money. Which, by the way, that's how you get the games you love. So stop I was, fighting their business practices. I was just about point. I was just about to say that if you don't want these companies to get more, if you don't want these companies to be able to make more games, start cutting off their revenue stream, and they'll stop making games. They will yeah. stop making games. Shit, that's the reason why Sega is no longer <laughs> in the hardware business. Well, I mean. When you go that hard for Sonic, I mean, it's, it's. <laughs> that's another. Sorry that's, to all the Sonic fans. But... That's another. That's no, another. Co- well, no, 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 no. Not sorry to the Sonic fans because the Sonic fans are the Sonic fans are releasing awesome Sonic games. <laughs> not sorry to those guys. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, here's our final, here's our final news topic. We can, we can actually uh, go through this one pretty quickly, but it's a good one and I, and I don't want to skip it. Uh, the Concrete Genie developer is making a new PS5 game using the Unreal Engine 5. Alright, so, Pixel Opus, the uh, developer responsible for Concrete Genie, is currently hiring staff to work on a PlayStation 5 power, uh, game powered by the Unreal Engine 5. And is working with the studio responsible for the hit movie, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yes, uh, the Pixel Opus, Opus, the Pixel Opus Twitter account tweeted that it was hiring for an exciting new PS5 title that the studio is currently hard at work on. The new job listing specifically mentioned that the studio will be working uh, with the with the Unreal Engine Five, which has currently seen some impressive tech demos and Garnet's early access. Uh, you know, it's funny. Like I guarantee you, like some certain people from the. Nintendo Power Block side are probably going to have something to say about this because there's some people who are just like naysayers about like the Unreal Engine 5 right now. Uh, I don't understand why, but you know, like when you say words like tech demos and stuff, people already have like their own opinions about it and things like that. Uh, back to the article though. Pixel Opus has been hiring for a PS5 game since October of 2020, and it seems production continues to ramp up on this. So, um,. Concrete Genie is it's an amazing game. Uh, hopefully you got it a couple of months ago when it was a free title for PS for PS5. Like I I mean for PlayStation Plus. Hopefully you guys got it. Uh did you uh Stephanie, did you uh, or Austin uh, have anything to add to this? Um I I'm not sure. Like I said, it's gonna be a quick one, so you know, if we don't have anything to say about it, we can just move on. <laughs> oh, I, uh, uh, I go ahead. Stephanie oh <laughs> uh I I just finished Concrete Genie. And I, I liked it. It was okay, but I I wasn't a huge fan of it. But I do think Pixel Opus is cool because they get a lot of, like, out-of-school students, like, straight out, developers straight out of school to get, like, young minds, more young minds' opinions on games. They, they work with a small team. Most of the people on that game was this was their first game. So um, I, I do like that aspect of that team. And the fact that they're working with the team that made – into the Spider-Verse, that sounds awesome. I can't wait to see what kind of new stuff they come up with. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know about that. I'm very excited to see what will come from that. Yeah, I didn't know I didn't know about it either until I, until I, I didn't know because uh, the Into the Spider-Verse team, 
they just got through doing the Mitchells versus the Machines, the movie on Netflix, and and that was amazing. And it so, and it was two different art styles. That's crazy because like Into the Spider Verse had his own art style, and like the Mitchells yeah. versus Machines, like if you didn't see something new on, if you didn't recognize some of the nuances, you wouldn't have thought that it was the same team. Huh. Yeah, huh. Uh, Mitchell, the Mitchells versus Machine, uh, good movie, good movie. I didn't see that movie. Yeah. I see it on Netflix all the time, but I've never, I've never watched it. Yeah, same here. Yeah. I'm gonna put it on my list. Oh. oh, it's oh, it's great. It's great. It's good. It's a good. It's a good watch if you have nothing to do on the weekend. All right, so there you have it. To get the scoop on all tonight's topics, links have been provided in our Twitch stream chat. Uh, go check them out, and then continue the conversation with us on our Twitter page at ps underscore crossroads, or come find or come to the crossroads uh, section on the Discord for uh, Boss Rush Games. All right, uh, we have a question from the audience. Let's see if we can get through this like super fast because it's a good one, um, and it comes from it comes from Eddie V from uh, Nintendo Power Block. Uh, he asks. Do you think dreams should be taught in school for people to learn level creations and game design? I think that's a wonderful question. And normally we don't usually like uh, allow uh, questions from um, from fellow boss rush members because we try to get the audience like a, like you know a pers- uh, their say or stuff. But this was a good question. So, uh, mm-hmm. what do you guys think? I've seen some impressive stuff on 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 dreams, and uh, dreams is actually uh, I want to say dreams. They just wrapped up an award show around developing con- around developed content for that. I needed to see the results of it because uh, I haven't heard too much about it. But Dreams is a big deal right now. I, I would absolutely love to see that being taught in schools. I mean, we're we're looking at um, you know a new generation, new set of technologies. When I was growing up in school, it was the big thing to start teaching kids how to type without looking at the keyboard and Mavis Beacon and all that stuff. Um, so like, that's pretty archaic, right? But, um, you know, learning how to code even at the most basic level is pretty big. Like I walk into Barnes and Nobles and I find little books and activity kits to get young kids into coding. So to offer, you know, something like dreams at school, maybe as an elective as part of like the more science and mathematics, mathematics arm, like, I just think that's only a plus, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, I think it. I think it's always cool, just because. I mean, the, this is not only just for video games, but this is just for other jobs in the future. This is. I mean, techno. If you're not getting with technology, you're going to be a little bit behind. Uh, unfortunately, just the way that the work industry is going. So, I. I think so. I don't know if Dreams is the best option for kids to learn. I think Dreams is very. It's a very niche option. I think it's a cool idea to get people interested that didn't know that they could do stuff like this. But I, I would have to, from what I've heard, I've heard that other engines are easier to use. And so maybe Dreams wouldn't be the best case scenario. But Dreams is something that um, <clears throat> you're not looking at a computer. You're holding the controller. And I think that might get kids' attention a little bit more. And once they say hey i actually like this well here's a way to make really like you know this is what like you could get them the unreal engine and say this is what you know gears of war is made on and all this stuff so all that stuff so yep all right well there you have it 
If you want your question read on the show, tweet us at PS underscore Crossroads or email us at CrossroadsPSPod at gmail.com. Once again, that's CrossroadsPSPod at gmail.com. Uh, that email address has been provided to you in the Twitch chat, so don't you don't you fret about that. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Zumi, uh, Zumi uh, has this comment about dreams as a game. Uh, not to mention getting standardized and approved curriculum. Yes, as a matter of fact, uh, anything in tech, you know, basically is like a hot topic for schools to deal with and everything. So, yep. So, definitely. Okay, so, before we get into the big topic, we have a reminder for you guys. Uh, and that reminder is that Crossroads has given away a copy of Ratchet and Clank Ripped Apart <laughs> this week. As a matter of fact, this is the, uh, we're in the last Yay! few days. Exciting. We're in the last few days before the game comes out. The game comes out this Friday, the same day as kickoff day for uh, E3. Yes. <laughs> so, here's how here's how it's going. Uh, this is the last call. This is the official last call before the launch of Insomniac's next title for the long-running Ratchet and Clank series. In case you missed it, the Crossroads team is spreading some love to one lucky member of the community. And giving away a free digital copy of Ratchet and Clank Ripped Apart on launch day. How do you enter? Well, I just put a tweet up in the, in the Twitch chat, so you might want to check that out. But basically, what you do is head over to our Twitter page, follow and retweet the contest announcement, which is live right now, and then head over to any of our locations where you listen to our podcast show, which could be Spotify, Apple, whatever, and subscribe, and then send us a screenshot of your subscription to the podcast. Send it, send it to us in a DML. Uh, I'm sorry, in a DM. Just the screenshot in the DM. Nothing else in the DM, <laughs> please. Uh, also, hey, do me a favor. Subscribe to Exodus803 on Twitch and or YouTube. Send a screenshot of that with proof in, uh, in our DMs at PS underscore Crossroads. And today is June the 8th, and we made a promise in our last announcement that we will give you another opportunity for an additional entry. And guess what? You guys are going to like this. All you have to do is, in our DMs over at PS underscore Crossroads, all you have to do is tell us what your favorite game from Insomniac is or was. All you, it's just that easy. Just name a game. We're not even. We're not even gonna make you explain yourself. Just, just name a title. Make sure. Make sure it's an Insomniac title, though, because we will be checking. If you wind up giving us a Sucker Punch title, we're gonna, we're gonna know, and you're, and you're not gonna get an entry. <laughs> so there you and have if you it. Say Resistance Three, you get a bonus point. <laughs> Austin said that. I didn't say that. <laughs> All right, so there you go. That is a total. If you do all of that, that's a total of six entries. Yeah, six entries. So uh, and yeah, we will have the drawing on the launch day, so June 11th. Check us out. We will make the official announcement on our Twitter page. So there you have it. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, the Crossroads contest. Uh, good luck. All right, and now it's time for our big topic, and that big topic is. E3 is coming, but Summer Game Fest 2021 is getting a day one head start. <laughs> I feel like Jeff Keighley did that on purpose. I feel like he did. Yeah, he just wanted to edge it, edge the mouth. He just kind of twist that knife a little bit. Yeah, so here we go. Tonight, we're going to give you 
five of our predictions for the show, and it can be either E3, it can either be Summer Game Fest, or it can be a mixture of the uh, of the two. I don't really care. I'm not. This is a PlayStation show, and yeah, PlayStation is uh is featured is is a partner for Summer Game Fest. But guess what? We're not we're not gonna we're not gonna speak just on Sony tonight. You know. You know that would be that would be unfair. You know, there's there's developers out there that do stuff for Sony anyway, so that would be unfair to just limit the Sony. So here we go. If you're if you're following along right now in the uh, in the Twitch chat, I put the um, I put the links to both the E3 Expo as well as the Summer Game Fest, so you can check those out as we go along. And uh, so E3 is back this year. Everyone's ready. Uh, the event for E3 is going to run from June 12th to June 15th and will be aired in a digital and completely free-to-public format for everyone. But there's also Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest, which starts the day earlier on June the 10th and will run all the way through to July 22nd. So, Jeff Keighley was not playing this year. <laughs> We've already talked about which developers and publishers will be present. We'll have a pre we'll be having a presence on both stages, but uh, we haven't started talking about what we're expecting from the shows. So we're doing that tonight. Uh, so here's five predictions from everyone here for the two shows. We're gonna get started, and uh, Stephanie, you're the guest, so you go first. Oh, awesome. Thanks. I mean, trying to think about what I wrote. I have them written down, but not in any particular order. So maybe I'll just start with it's um, act more of Activision because Activision will be at Summer Game Fest, right? Yes. Um, so my guess, and I, I, I try to do a little bit of research. You know, I also like Spyro. I didn't play Spyro when I had my early gen, early gen but I got the, the um, Reignited Trilogy and I loved it. And I noticed that I swear there was like a little like inkling or hint in the um, art art book for one of the, for Bandicoot, right? Crash Bandicoot. Yes. And I'm gonna guess that they're going to say something about a new Spyro. Um, probably not for um, a release this year, but at least a teaser. I, I think that would just be incredible because, you know, the Reignited trilogy did well, and geez, Crash Bandicoot's kicking ass too. So I just feel like something's gonna come out from there. Okay. All right. I like it. I would love it. I yeah. love it. All right. Uh, what's yeah. What's next? What's next? I like yeah, that. Austin. I, I like that though. <laughs> you gonna go next, Austin, or are you uh, actually, going? Uh, oh, no, I didn't really. I did Robin. Yeah, let's do let's do round Robin. Let's do round Robin. Okay. So go ahead and go next. All right. Um. I also got several on here, no particular order, but one that I want to see is I want, we already know there's no Suicide Squad. We already know there's no Hogwarts Legacy this year, but I want a Gotham Knights release date. It's supposed to come out 2021. That was the original date. I'm hoping that we get it sometime this year. I know Zoomy's in the chat. I know he's waiting for the same thing. So I really want to see a Gotham Knights release date. I would love one. You try, you try to have Zimmy do backflips off his desk right now, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm so ready. I, I love Nightwing. That's my, my favorite. That's like Dick Grayson's one of my favorite characters in the Batman universe. So I'm really excited to play a game where it seems like he might be kind of the leader, but not sh quite sure. I mean, it might be, it might be a hint of what we see with Suicide Squad with it being four big main characters. 
Okay, I can dig it. I can dig it. Uh, you know what? I'm going to um, I'm going to revive one that I said Sunday night. Um, I have a funny feeling that we're going to see some something from Beyond Good and Evil Two from Ubisoft, but also in that same also in that same vein, we're still not going to get a release date or nothing like that. We're just gonna we're just and the reason why I'm saying this is because like Ubisoft has already scaled back some of their some of the stuff that they're going to that they're apparently were supposed to be showing at E3 and Summer Game Fest. So I have a funny feeling that we're going to see Beyond Good and Evil Two again. You know, like this has been the game that's what, like well, like 15 years coming. <laughs> Long time, <laughs> but still, like you know, like I'm think... waiting for that game to be a racing game at this point. <laughs> like, <laughs> beyond Good and Evil Racing, and then five years from now, it'll be Beyond Good and Evil, you know, Dreams Edition, where you create your own Beyond Good and Evil game. <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're just gonna let, they're just gonna let the fans develop the game, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Well, even if that trailer with Beyond Good and Evil was like, yeah, you can make your own world and like make your own graffiti. You can do the shared universe. It's like, so you want us to make the game, right? That's what it seems like. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what it's supposed to be. <laughs> uh. <laughs> all right, Stephanie, you're up again. <laughs> hmm. All right. Um, I think Gearbox will showcase a brand new IP, but Ooh, I think that's kind hey. of. Yeah. Ooh. I had, I had that one on my list as well. Uh, I should yeah. be soon. Yep. Well, let's uh well, let's well, let's let's uh let's uh let's delve let's dive in on this one. Do you think it's going to be a brand new IP or do you think it's just going to be a new title? Um, I'd like to take the risk and think it's a brand new IP, but I'd okay. love to hear what you think, Austin. Well, we, we know for sure that they're coming out with a brand new IP. They have said that, that they are making it. I just, whether it's, they're going to do it this year or not is mm. kind of the question because we already heard of the Borderlands spinoff, uh, which is going to be based around Tina uh, from what, what I've heard so far. So that might be their main focus. But mm. I would say let's show the spinoff, let's show the movie, and let's show the new IP. I mean, I, I, I think people are gearbox only published godfall so a lot of people thought that was the new ip no they're they're actually making a new ip as well so that i think we will see it this year i i had that on my list uh, but i'm glad you said it so i can knock that yeah. one off <laughs> <laughs> yeah i felt like you know it, it's coming sooner or later it's just whether or not it's this year or it might be released next year but i'm hopeful yeah I, I love Gearbox as as much as uh you know maybe maybe the leader should be a little more like uh Cory Barlog. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Instead of himself. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even with that I I love that I love that studio. I love Borderlands, so. Um my big one and this will be Austin goes bananas if it happens. <laughs> Ken Levine tells us what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> I want to know. Tell me anything. I want to know. Ken Levine, where, where's this game? What are you working on? Tell me. I'm begging for details. I would also like to see Bioshock 4, but if Ken mm -hmm. Levine was like, here's my new game, it would blow It would blow that out of the water for me. Even, even as much as I love Bioshock, it would blow that out of the water. I just want to know what he's doing. 
Man, like I, I, I miss I miss Ken Levine. Like uh like he's one of those he's one of those people that actually I, I he doesn't he doesn't thrive to be in the spotlight and stuff like that. And I think that's one of the really cool things about him. Like he's really he's really humble. Yeah. Uh he's really humble, but the guy has like a big brain. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh I yeah, um like Zumi says in the chat, he's a guy I'd like to have a beer with too. Like uh like yeah. Oh. Um but yeah, uh, I mean Every project that he's had, like I've been a fan of, so yeah, so I can't wait to see what he's what he's got coming with, and hopefully he hasn't done like a stealth retirement or something, or you know something like that, you know. No, like some, no. So I, I can tell you, I can tell you from some inside information that I know hmm. that he is still working on a game. I, I don't know what. Because that person that told me doesn't also know either. He's very, they're very <laughs> secretive, but they, he does promise that they are working on something, and I would love, I'd love to see it. But this is also something I've predicted every year since Bioshock Infinite. So you know, take that as you will. I was going to say, are you hoping for that um, a, a Bioshock within the next? I don't know. I probably won't be for a couple of years, right? Um. So. I I really thought that we might get it last year or this year, but recent reports have come out that said that um, that they kind of restarted or were barely scratching the surface on Bioshock 4. They're building a new team around it. So it sounds like it's still quite a bit of ways. I'm actually kind of okay with that, though, because I would love for it to be a PS5, Xbox Series X from the ground up, it's going to be five years into the generation, so it's going to look mm. best. It's yeah. going to be at the at, at the top. It's going to be at the prime for the for the console generation. So Ooh, I'm yeah. okay with waiting, and I really I really would be excited for Bioshock Four. But with no Ken Levine, I am still excited for it. But like Bioshock Two was my least favorite, so and that was because Ken Levine wasn't on it. I mean, that was the only <laughs> reason, but it, that definitely felt like something was missing for me. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah, cool, cool. All right, so you know, I, I, uh, my next, my next prediction. I told myself I wasn't really going to like mention this, but I did some research on it after Logan mentioned something on it, and I think there might be a little bit of weight on this. I think EA is probably going to announce a Dead Space trilogy like remaster. I really think, I really think they are, and the reason why I'm saying that is because. EA likes to play it safe, but also the developers, the original creators of, of uh, Dead Space, uh, Visceral Games, who used to be uh, EA, EA Redwood Shores, uh, they're coming out with a they're coming out with their their next game um, in the next wait was twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three release I can't remember uh, the Callisto Protocol. So I think, yeah, I, I, think I think EA twenty twenty three. I think twenty twenty three sounds about right. I think I think twenty twenty three is about right. I'll, I'll look it up again. But uh, but I feel like EA is just trying to just trying to scoop, and they know that with a new project from the from the former Visceral team, that uh, that now's a good time to actually put their put a project that they own, you know, on in the, back in the spotlight. Uh, of course, we just had the Mass Effect uh, Legendary Edition come out, and you know what? Chances are, you know, like this is the same approach they're going, and uh, it it could pay. Well, I know it'll pay off for me because I'll buy it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I 
stray away from horror games. I'll be honest with you. I'm a pansy, but I, I've heard a lot of great things about, you know, Dead Space. <laughs> and yeah. I feel that this would be, because I, you know, did a little bit of research too. I feel like that would be a great, like, remake on the P- on PS5. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I'm I'm with it. I'll, I'll probably I'll probably go the same route that I did with Mass Effect, though. I'll get it on PC. But you know what? Uh, if EA wants to make money, like at least money off of me, like that's how they do it. <laughs> I mean, if they if they ever did a Dead Space remaster to kind of like what we're getting with Mass Effect, it would be amazing. Oh, yeah. I would I would now, love it. Now, now the one thing the one thing I would want them to do on the on the Dead Space remaster is um on the Dead Space remaster though is like is you know when it was releasing like you had the digital comics uh you had that one that one side game you know stuff on the PlayStation Store and stuff like that give us all that stuff give us all that stuff I understand if you guys don't want to do Dead Space Extraction because that was a Nintendo Wii title which was actually pretty good like the story like. They, they did a lot of work to make that, that story fit with the lore of the Dead Space universe and the games, and I appreciated it once I beat it. Uh, so so they don't have to technically do that, you know, but, you know, give us the three main titles plus, like, all the, deal, all the, all the DLC and campaign stuff that went on with it, and I'd be happy. Now, Stephanie, do you stay away from all scary things like do you like the alien movies because i feel like if you like the alien movies you could also get into dead space but that first one really is scary <laughs> i mean the second and third one are kind of more actiony but that first one is legit one of the scary is a really scary game. Uh, yeah you know the, the funny thing about alien is you know my parents are into horror movies and it's kind of funny when i was 12 they would not let me watch me the parents because it was pg-13 but they had it, Chucky, Alien, all playing when I was like a kid. I'm like, okay, that's all right. So believe it or not, I'm okay with the Alien movie uh, movies. Um, as far as horror games, I stayed away from for the longest time. I was traumatized by watching some Resident Evil stuff when my cousin was playing it. But <laughs> but thanks to Celeste and uh, Talk the Walk, I did play Soma. Um, I know it's like a dim oh, horror. Mm, I got Soma, Soma. Soma can be Soma can be stressful. Yes, so, Soma uh, does. Yeah, and um, I've watched a couple let's plays of some of the Resident Evil games. Like I'm starting to get drawn into it because of the lore and stuff like that. And you know, the Resident Evil games, I think some at least some of them are on sale on the. Is it? I think it's part of the State of Play sale, right? But I just know it's on sale, and I might yeah. get RE2 remake. Like I might finally Ooh. make that jump. I say get RE2 and RE3 remake if you can. Like, okay. If you if you if you have to if you have to make make a choice between one or the other, even though I am an RE3 remake person, like I'd say like RE2 will probably is probably the bigger bang for your buck. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. Perfect. I, I'm yeah. definitely considering that. And you know, seven eight eight. Do I hear? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. My buddy, my buddy is like he thinks seven and eight are greater are are better entry point, but that's only if you're trying to get with the current format of uh, Resident Evil. I will say, uh, I will say that Nelly would probably choke me, but you know, I will say if you're looking to get into the more, uh, but Austin also agrees because Austin his jump on point yeah. for Resident Evil was seven. Yeah, okay. I played seven first, and then I played two remake, and I I personally I like to remake more than I do seven now, but seven I I had fun oh. with seven. Isn't seven the one that's first person? 
it can be like, first. Yeah, it, yeah, it is first person. I was, I was, I was, I was about to say. Seven is scarier. No. <laughs> scarier than two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm getting stressed out thinking about the fact that I still owe Nick a, a playthrough of uh, Resident Evil 7 in VR. Yep. In Ooh. VR. Yep. Yeah. Nope. Like, nope. Like, nope. I love horror games, but horror games stress me out. Like you, you guys. I'm glad I did not stream my um my playthrough of uh Alien Isolation over Halloween. I'm glad I didn't stream that. You, yeah, I probably would have lost followers with with how big of a bitch I can be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I it's have a like, legit scary game though. It's, it's it not is really scary, but it's stressful. It is. It's, I hate it's, that game. Yeah, it's, it's stressful. Like I like it, but I hate it. <laughs> It, yeah, it's, it's it's stressful, and you know, like, I feel like I talk I, I talk about this at least once a month, but uh, but with the, but I I'm a big fan of the Alien uh, movie franchise and stuff like that, and I remember like having night terrors about the movies when I was a kid and stuff like that because number one, my young ass should not have been watching those those type of films in the first place. You know, yep. like movies are movies are about body horror and you know and you know like and you know like things perpetuated. It, you know, like it's like a reverse psychology, like of rape, because like it's it's more like happening to the men than so much the women and stuff like that. You know, I should not have been watching those movies w at that young age and stuff like that. And you know, so like all this stuff got reignited when I was w playing Alien Isolation well, alone in my bedroom in the dark with with my what? head with my headphones on. You know, and, and the freaking Xenomorph is just every damn where. And I I don't care. Sega is Sega and developers of that game are lying when they say like the alien wasn't scripted, wasn't completely scripted. They're lying. <laughs> oh yeah. man! But um, back to you know you know your question, Austin, and your prediction, Laron. If mm -hmm. they did come out with that Dead Space remake, like all of them together, I actually would be willing to spend money and give it a go for sure. I will say I will say this with the with, with the three games like the first one is definitely the most stressful. Like I remember being stressed out playing the first one but uh, but like I said like I love horror games but they stress me out. Uh well it's because I'm one of those I'm one of those dumbasses. I get caught in the fact that you're not supposed to die. You know, so like, so like everything is stressful to me, you know, cause I'm like, I'm not trying to die and things yep. like that, you know, where, you know, where in all honesty, like, you know, like you should just play a video game to have fun. And, you know, like if you die like seven trillion times, you die, you know, stuff like that. But, you, but Dead Space 1 is the most, is the most stressful out of the, out of the, t out of the three. Dead Space 2 was just kind of like how the Alien franchise is. Like the first game scares the hell out of you. The second game uh -huh. is kind of like a, a kind of like a, a good ride. And the mm -hmm. third one, the third one kind of skews off. But the cool thing is, the third one tried to like keep with the lore and stuff, and I appreciated that. But uh, Skeleton Jack mentioned in the um, in the chat that it's a great couch co-op game because the cool thing about that is like with the two characters, you got Isaac, you got Isaac Clark, who's the main character of the entire series, and you got. And then you've got uh, John Carver, who is like a new character in the game. Like when you're when you and your when you and a buddy are playing, like you're actually seeing two different sides of the scenario. Like there's things going on on Carver's side that Isaac is like, "What the hell's going on with you?" <laughs> and vice versa, because <laughs> because uh, because Carver is get, uh, getting his first taste of like the sickness that happens with uh, with uh, the the markers and stuff like that. So he starts waking out, and I, and I was like, "Hey, dude, keep it together. Like I've already been through this shit twice." <laughs> so yeah, so. Like I said, I didn't want to. I didn't want to mention it because I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna get my hopes up. But but I actually saw some stuff online that's starting to line up to that EA might like try to sneak this one in past the goalie. So there you mm -hmm. have it. All right, nice one. 
Uh, let's see. The next one, I mean, I don't know if I'm, you know, reaching too far for it, but I kind of, you know, read up and about the, the job listing and the fact that it just had its five-year anniversary, but I would love to see, you know, an Uncharted 5, you know, come out for PS5 mm. with either, I don't know. With daughter or with Nathan? Well, I would think, I would think the daughter. Um, I think that would be a popular choice, but, mm-hmm. um, I wonder if maybe, I don't know, could they even do another one with, was it Chloe Nadine? I, Chloe I didn't play Nadine? that. Yeah. I, I didn't play that one to be honest. So I might oh, not. Lost Legacy? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel I don't like. How far-fetched that is. Sorry, Lauren. Go ahead. No, no, no. I feel like in all, I feel like in all honesty, like, like the direction of Uncharted should either be, uh, Chloe and Nadine or it could be, or, or it could shift. Actually, no, don't even worry about it. I, I say it's more Chloe and Nadine. And the reason why I'm saying to focus on them is because like they're they are adventurers and they are doing they are doing stuff like that. Uh the reason why I would say not so much like uh uh, uh Nate and um, Elena's daughter is because they're trying to get out of the life of of doing that. And that's kind of what the whole story of Uncharted Four was about. So, uh, so I feel like they, you know, if their daughter gets bit by the bug, fine, but you know, they're not going to try to encourage it or, or, right. or, or, or influence it. You know, if she gets bit right. by the bug it's because she wants to, you know, it's not because, oh yeah, dad, dad was a great treasure seeker and mom kind of went along for the ride and stuff like that. So that's, that's my thoughts on that. And I'm not, yeah. and I'm not saying that to like try and like throw anybody's opinion out or anything like that. I just feel with my attachment to the Uncharted series and the way like Amy Hennig and and by extension Neil Druckmann, like when he took over for Uncharted Four, like with the way with the way they wrote it, it feels like it feels like Uncharted Four was, was Uncharted Four was meant to be the end of the Nathan Drake mm-hmm. legacy. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And plus, I think if you go the route of using Nathan Drake's daughter, and they're trying to keep her out of it. And she gets bitten by the bug and wants to find these treasures that her dad talked about. Aren't we just talking about Tomb Raider at this point? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like Chloe and Nadine are like, to me, I want Chloe and Nadine to be mm-hmm. the ones they go with. If they gave me, you know, one with, and I'm forgetting her da- the daughter's name. I know is it, Elena's. Is it Cassandra? But, yeah, I think, I think it is. Yeah, maybe. But, you know, I. To me, that that just starts to sound too much like Lara Croft, and I'm like, well, we we have that, <laughs> and they're right. awesome. Tomb Raider games are awesome, so yeah, yeah, yeah no, that, that's a very good point. Like, and you know, it's only because I didn't play the Lost Legacy, I you know, I didn't want to feel like I you know know too much about it. But I guess it makes more sense because they're already established adventurers, like you mm-hmm. said, Lauren. Whereas you know, if Cassandra, if I got her name right, the daughter, you know, if she got bitten by that bug you know we'd have from a story and narrative standpoint we'd have to see her growth to getting to be that adventure and i'm we not sure if everyone more, wants to yeah, yeah. We need yeah another origin story and stuff like that and, you know, and i'll be honest with you like like if, if if anyone's been paying attention to like the last like nine spider-man movies <laughs> like we're tired of seeing this we're tired of seeing origin stories right. over and over again sometimes we just want to jump in and get it <laughs> yeah yeah all right all right austin what you got what's next all right. Um, so Capcom has been on a tear lately with mm. Monster Hunter, Resident mm. Evil. They just keep dropping game after game. 
why not go ahead and get another series, another kickoff, and go ahead and announce the Devil May Cry? What's the next Devil May Cry? I, will, I don't think the game will come out this year, but where's the announcement? I mean, we're already riding high on everything. Also, you could put Mega Man in this situation, but Mega Man's a weird thing at this point. Well, I don't know I, where they think about Mega Man now. I feel like Mega Man was the start. Like Mega Man was a Mega Man Eleven was a start. Oh, hundred percent. Because you had you had actually no, actually no no no. I take that back. Resident Evil Two Remake was the start. Then it was Mega Man Eleven. Then it was Monster Hunter World. Right. Um, and then you know, like it just it just cascaded from there. Devil May Cry Five, Resident Evil Three Remake, uh, Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter Iceborne, uh, Devil May Cry Devil May Cry Remastered Edition for PS Five, and now we got Monster Hunter Rise and Monster Hunter Stories is getting ready to come out. And I mean, like, yeah, we're probably gonna see the announcement of Monster Hunter Rise for PC <laughs> this summer. <laughs> I, yeah, and, what, uh, I, and honestly, we could. It could be the DMC series. Like, I feel like at this point, like, I just think the Devil May Cry franchise. Like, you're going so, you're doing so good right now. Why not? Or Capcom drop a new IP. Drop a new IP. Well, you they've got. Right well, they've got. Well, they've got new IPs coming. They because remember they had two announced uh, during the PS5 event. Remember uh, the astronaut with the ghost girl thing. Remember that one. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, I remember that one. and um, and there was another one that was Capcom, but I, but it's, it's slipping my. But you know what? You know, what? Capcom has been. Oh God, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. There's a, there's always the rumors of the RE4 remake, which I hope I I pray they just do Code Veronica first, and then and then do whatever the hell they want to do with RE4, you know. But um, you know what? If Capcom is wants to stay on this on this remake train, start remaking and remastering Onimusha. I feel like Dave may not is Dave not agreeing with uh <laughs> with Veronica's code Veronica's code is that is that the one he's about to he's, he's trying to hold it in. <laughs> okay, so Resident Evil Eight was basically the dry run for the Resident Evil Four remake. Because if you look at the way Resident yeah. Evil Four originally played and the way Resident Evil Eight played, yeah, it's it's the dry run. So. Four is gonna come first. Nelly, Nelly's gonna hate me for this, but boo, oh <laughs> boo. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think, I think four is gonna come first, and uh, they're gonna redo like all of the, uh, not the like the code. I'm gonna say Code Veronica series, but it's not like a Code Veronica series. Like all of the Claire Redfield games, they'll remake later. I was gonna say, do you think they might bundle those? Oh, oh you were talking about revelations. Yeah, revelations. Yeah, that's been the rumor, but the, but I think revolution. Revel, I think they're gonna make revolutions like a Switch title. I think. Really? Well, yeah. They're they're gonna launch it for Switch, and then you eventually cross over to the other platform. So launch it for Switch because like revelations began its life on like the the handhelds. Like it began its life on like like uh, like 3ds, and um, I think it got an extension to PS. Did the PSP have one? I want to say PSP had one. Uh... Two, two was on Vita. Oh, Vita. Um, there we go. Okay. Yeah. Um, three is not coming to Vita. I'm willing to make that prediction right now. That Revelation Three won't come to Vita, unfortunately. Yeah. Speaking of games, are <laughs> speaking of games are stuck on Vita that needed that need to show up. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles Three needs to get off the Vita. Gravity Rush. Well, I, 
I got Gravity a whole Rush damn list. No. Yeah, I got a whole damn list of games that need to be off the Vita <laughs> so other people can play them. True. <laughs> True. True that. Okay, is it my go again? Oh, I didn't. Oh, I didn't yeah. steal your. I didn't mean to steal your thunder, though, uh, Austin. Uh, it, uh, is it? Do you think it's really time for next Devil May Cry? Do you think it's time? You know, I'm. I'm not really big into the Devil May Cry series. I played three, and I played. Mm-hmm. I played two and three. I God, played you two played and three. Those are the oh, three. you played the worst Devil May Cry, and you played the hardest Devil May Cry. <laughs> I don't think I finished two. Oh, good. You're not. You're, you're not. You're not missing anything. The only cool thing about two was uh, was okay. they introduced Lucia, and even she was boring. <laughs> yeah, but three, three, I I do remember finishing, and but, but yeah, that I'm not a huge in the series, but I feel like you're riding high right now. Why not go ahead and and hit another one of your marquee titles? And I I forgot about the two IPs that they've gotten. Yeah, um, but we really haven't heard much about it. Since the uh, PS5 event, well, so. we the last thing I heard about, I can't remember the name of the one with the astronaut dude, but uh, but that one got. We, the last thing I heard about that was it got pushed back to 2023. Pragmata, is that Pragmata? I think I think that's Pragmata. it. That does sound familiar. Yeah, I think yeah. All right. Uh, so wait, is it me again? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, Austin kind of Austin kind of went there with the whole Capcom thing. Um, because I was going to say that, I was going to say that Capcom will probably give us a hint for what's going on with Monster Hunter 6. Hmm. Yeah. I was going to say that, you know, but, um, but I already said that on Sunday night's, uh, Bossers podcast. So I think we're about, I think we're inches away. Well, actually Konami's not... Konami's not going to be at any of the shows. Like they announced that they were that they were not coming out. <laughs> but I would not be surprised if somebody somebody lets loose a leak that something's happening with Metal Gear Solid One and Two. Mm. I would not be surprised because like there 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 has been. Well, here's the thing about it. like a couple weeks ago, I mentioned a story where Konami was was starting to like uh like like outsource like some of their pre existing IPs. To show up to to show up, you know, on next gen consoles and stuff like that, which means that they were actually, you know, letting the being kind of loose with the licenses and stuff like that. And let's let's just say it for 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 better or for worse, Konami is in trouble. Konami's in trouble, and they let their star guy Hideo Kojima, like, well, they didn't let him go; like, he left. And he's doing big things. Like he's 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 about to announce his next title. Actually, you know what? I take it back. I take it back. Screw Konami. <laughs> We're gonna hear about Kojima's next game. Hideo Kojima yeah. will right. Hideo Kojima will tease his next project at either E3 hey. or at Summer Game Fest. That's it. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. I'm I'm all in I'm for all that. For it. That's it. That's it. Screw, screw Konami. Konami. Konami had their chance. Screw it. Uh, yeah. And now here's the thing about it. Like, is uh, is Kojima gonna stick the form and like have like these metaphysical, like you know, like another metaphysical opus, or is it gonna be something that we're kind of used to from him? What do you think? I'm not sure. We think Austin. I don't know. I just know I would love to see something leaked from him. Anything, I'll take. I I I I still like Silent Hill 
means more to me than Metal Gear. That might be audacious to say, Woo! but that is, I really, that is, that really is audacious. Love you're talking, you're talking to a room full of Resident Evil fans here. You, that is audacious for you to <laughs> I, say. I know, I know. That's like the thing. Like I didn't play Resident Evil till seven, but I played Re- Silent Hill two at like nine years old. Silent Hill two was, was a wonderful game. Life. Yeah. So, and of course, PT, I never got to play it because it got taken mm-hmm. off before I could download it. And so I, man, I, I really love Silent Hill. I would love to see Kojima go back to a really, Death Stranding had like the weirdness to it. It had like the creepy type vibes, but I want a straight up horror game from, from Kojima. And I would love that. But man's a creative genius so whatever he wants to do hit him and ken levine i'm not gonna question just do what you do <laughs> and i will play <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so uh did anyone else have anything to add here because uh this show's running kind of long so i you know i think uh, i think we might want to get ready uh what you got dave sonic the hedgehog okay oh, no which i know we're already probably gonna get one and it's like sonic rangers or something I don't care. It's open world Sonic. I hope they don't fuck it up. Oh, um, yeah. They will. The... <laughs> yeah, yeah. They will. <laughs> the, uh, the Pokemon Monkeys MMO or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. I want to see some more on that, like, gameplay or... Nintendo probably, will, Nintendo probably will bring some of that, in, I, I, I guess, in their Treehouse event, I guess. Yep. I'm, I'm thinking that'll happen. And then there was... Uh, yeah, there was one more. I can't remember what it was, though. There's supposed to be, like, a, a Spider-Verse game coming, but I doubt it. A game for Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah. I heard something about that, but, yeah. um... It's supposed to be, like, one of the one of the Marvel ensemble games, but it's all uh-huh. Spider-Man people. Yeah, I heard about that, but I'm, but it, it'd be cool, because, like, I'd, I'd love their take on all the villains in the, from the movie. Yeah. That would be, that well, would be cool. That, uh... We had that 2K XCOM Marvel game. What if that was Spider-Verse? And you had to play as all the different Spider-Men's, Spider-Man mm. people. Those, like, see, XCOM-like. See, this guy behind me is a big Spider-Man fan. I am not yeah, really... super dope. <laughs> I am not... I Because uh, I love Into the Spider-Verse, but I was like, man, like, okay, so... Because I recognize quite a few of those, those the, the alternate versions of Spider-Man, like the like the, uh, like the the Asian uh-huh. girl with the with the mech and stuff. I read the, the manga Spider-Man one. Uh, like, uh, was there 2099 Spider-Man in that yeah. one? Yeah, there was that one. Spider-Man Noir. Uh, of course, of course, Spider-Ham. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't really familiar with Spider-Noir. Uh, you barely do. Yeah, but uh, I don't. I, I don't know. Like I, I, I don't know if that would do it for me. Uh, but you know, if we're if we're gonna talk about Spider Man, I have a funny feeling on Summer Game Fest, Insomniac's gonna release something about Spider Man, Spider Man Two, the actual sequel. And the reason why I'm saying that is because like if you guys beat uh, Miles Morales, you saw the ending was the setup for the next Spider Man game. I get. Okay, okay, spoiler alert, Green Goblin's coming. Which Green Goblin? <laughs> like, it's, the monster Green Goblin, or like, it's probably Harry gonna, Osborn? It's probably going to be Harry Osborn. <laughs> I don't it's know. Pro- it's, I don't know. 
It's very interesting what they do. They're doing with because the, the, the Venom symbiote was supposed to show up in Miles Morales, but it didn't. Yeah, yeah, that was supposed to show up, but uh, yeah, and um, I don't, I don't think there's any DLC coming from Miles Morales. I think they just want to go ahead and get started on the next Spider-Man project after they get Ratchet and Clank out the door, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, all right. If you if you want to wrap things up, I'm okay with that. I have a few more I could spit off. If you want them real quick. Throw them out. But Throw them out. Yeah. Outriders DLC. That's what I'm hoping for. Okay. Final okay. Fantasy IV 2D HD remake in the make of Octopath Traveler. There's okay. reasons why specifically for is because on the iOS uh, version of the game, they changed the naming of the description of the game to just... 3D update instead of H instead of the 2D HD update. Huh. 2D HD means something else now, which is like the Octopath Traveler, uh, and then we get Dragon Quest 12 also and coming up like that. I think a Final Fantasy 4 remake. It's a wild that one. Arcane makes a new IP with Bethesda for Xbox specifically, so a new Bethesda IP that's not Starfield. Something we've never seen before that will come on to Xbox. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2 and Metroid Prime will be there. And I bet LeRon's steak dinner. I bet LeRon's steak dinner on this. And I stay by my word. (laughs) I stay by my word. (laughs) They'll be there. Don't tease, don't don't tease me about Metroid. Do not. (laughs) I feel like and then I I feel like Prime 4 is definitely getting announced. Prime 4 has already been announced. <laughs> I, all I said is they, they will be there. Prime Four and Breath of the Wild Two will be there. Oh man, E3. I wish. I hope you're right because I just don't feel so optimistic. I, I, I think it will be there, but Breath of the Wild Two is not coming out this year. Yeah, I, oh, I, sure. I, that's one thing I could say for sure is not happening. I, I agree. Uh, I, I agree with Dan and Corey. Like the only people that appreciate Metroid is Americans. It's. <laughs> Are Americans? They're, they're the only ones that appreciate it. Japan doesn't appreciate it, and I don't get it. I don't get it. And then Lego Star Wars Complete Series, oh, we finally get a lockdown release date, and they stop pushing that game. <laughs> Hopefully, and then a factions release date for Last of Us, uh, with a PS5 uh, physical copy of Last of Us Two that they'll sell with it. Probably oh, at seventy bucks, but it will come yeah. with factions. Oh, snap. That's, you bring out the yeah. big guns, dude. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dude. Those are the, I, that's, I'm, I'm waiting for factions. That's why I haven't played Last of Us 2 yet, is I'm waiting for that PS5. Even though the update's out, it's probably going to be all that it is when it comes down on the disc, but I want that PS5 disc. You know, I want the Last of Us 2 disc with hey, the factions. Why, so. why not just push the whole, you know, Last of Us, um, because the HBO series is going to come out at the end of this year? So That's just... And the, the speculation yeah. is this is the reason why we're getting a Last of Us One remake. But I hope it's yeah. not. I hope it's not just so they can just like change the face of like Joel no. and Ellie. I really don't want them to do that, that but they that probably would, will. That would that would cheap that would cheapen it, you know. And in all seriousness, like if they do that, I probably will not buy the game. Like I have my original, I would just keep the original. You know, I, I, I got to agree with you. There's just something about, like I said, I personally, I feel like it cheapens it. It's om- almost similar, but I hate when, a, you know, there's a book and they make a movie out of the book and they re-release the book with the movie, um, the, the actors on the book cover. I don't know. I just, 
Yeah, I'm like, no, don't stop. You're ruining it. And I feel like that'll be the same way with The Last of Us, but it's not my call, so. Mm. Yeah. That's going to happen with Shadow of Bone because of Netflix. Oh, yeah. Sorry, my <laughs> yeah. little rant. Gosh. It's okay. It's okay. That's, that's, hey, that's what makes us Crossroads so unique. Like, that that right there is because like we get we we talk about everything we get on the rants and stuff uh so that's our that's our top predictions for e3 and summer game fest 2021 uh hit us up at p- uh, ps underscore crossroads on twitter uh and let us know some of your predictions things like that we saw a lot of good ones out there in the chat we saw we saw new castlevania we saw we saw some some momentum on the whole devil may cry thing so austin you got you got a couple of fans here uh, uh good stuff um but uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, no rumor control tonight because uh, everything that we talk about as far as E3 and um, Summer Game Fest 2021 was ba- is basically rumors. <laughs> so no rumor control tonight. Thank you. Uh, but that's our show for tonight. Uh, as always, we'd like to give a big thanks to you for tuning in to Crossroads, uh, the PlayStation podcast. Before we go, here's how you can get connected and stay connected to the crew. Uh, Stephanie, go first. Uh, yeah, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Klimov, K-L-I-M-O-V underscore author. Um, and then, you know, if you tune into Boss Rush, the, you know, the website, you know, my articles will be under Mad Pharmacist. So. All right. And uh, while I have you here in the studio tonight, Dave, <laughs> go ahead and plug your... <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> you can catch me here. Uh the next couple of weeks. I'll be here in the background making random comments. <laughs> hype, All right. right? Hype it up. Yep, hype man. Hype man. Did pretty good tonight. <laughs> All right, Austin, your turn. Uh, you can find me at Placed Austin on Twitter, causing trouble with the Nintendo <laughs> with Nintendo people. <laughs> stirring up drama. Uh, stirring up drama, of course. Getting at it. But yeah, you can find me at PlayStation PlayStation on Twitter. Uh you can find me everywhere else on the uh on the uh what is that? The pinned post. Top post. You can find me everywhere else there. Alright. And uh, as usual, you can catch me on social media, Exodus803, E-X-O-D-U-S-803. That's also uh, Twitch, as well as YouTube, as well as PlayStation Network, Xbox Xbox Live, all that stuff. Like, I've pretty much got it all under control now. Like, it's awesome having, like, to be able to be found under one whole moniker and stuff like that. Uh, uh, currently, Crossroads, uh, I'm sorry, not Crossroads, currently, Hunters for Hire is on a slight hiatus. There's a, there's going to be a couple of changes to the format and things like that so i will give you an update as to when it come back but when it comes back it'll be back on wednesday nights as as usual uh but beyond that here's your reminder to head over to bossrushgames.com and take a look at all the content boss rush has to offer uh chuck norris's uh boss rush banner asks what if sega had continued making consoles which is actually a good article you guys check it out uh the crew at pal block talks talks over the switch pro rumors and pokemon legends on episode 248 of nintendo pal block and uh lastly uh logan drops a checklist of the top five things that we can't wait to see in the mcu uh don't forget 
about our other shows and editorials available over at BossRushGames.com. And if you can't get enough of hanging out with us, then come hang with us over at the dis at the Discord community, simply called BossRush Games Discord. Uh, link will be provided in the Twitch chat tonight. Finally, you can chat with us and keep the conversation going by hitting us up at PS underscore Crossroads on Twitter. Uh, where we hold down, hold it down more news, events, and topics. And as usual, the Boss Rush Games family wants you all to have a great night. Go out there, play games, be better. I'm not going to yell at you guys tonight. I, I did that last week. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. We want to talk about video games. We want to. We want to enjoy E3 and Summer Game Fest. We want to. We want to see more PlayStation Five titles. We want to see more PlayStation IPs hit other consoles. Yes, we do. <laughs> so, you guys have a great night. We will be back here next week. Take care, y'all. <laughs>